Again, Wilkinson in the place. Johnny Wilkinson, he's got it! Ella, Shimpeda, Benchero! Oh, you beauty! What a headshot! What a headshot! Hello and welcome to this week's uh, The Two Pinter. This week we have got a different edition, or uh, a limited edition almost, isn't it Jono? Oh, excitement Gareth, excitement, yes it is, uh, <laughs> a diff- different vibe and yeah. Please tell the uh, the listeners uh, all about what's, what's happening here. Well, we normally do a sports podcast where we cover all sorts of sports, and you probably heard in the intro, uh, lots of different sports that we cover. Uh, but this week we thought, because the Premier League season is almost upon us, uh, it's, on, it's in, within touching dif- distance. Um, I can smell it, Gareth, I can a... smell it. <laughs> we, uh, we thought we'd do a bit of a, a Premier League special, uh, and we've got friends this week, Jono. <laughs> different to most weeks uh, we'll take that <laughs> uh, we've asked uh, a couple of our friends and different people who are listening who uh, support other clubs so roughly uh, John was a well is an Arsenal fan and I'm a Liverpool fan um, and thought rather than just have our narrow minded view on uh, on the season to come we thought we'd ask other people as well so we've got off the top of my head John we've got Wolves Spurs Sheffield United Everton uh, Man United and Saints, uh, I think. And yeah, Southampton. Uh, and then we'll uh, come back to us, Gareth, won't we? Where we'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll do Arsenal and you'll be doing... Liverpool, yeah. So that's the plan. So hope you enjoy the, the additions that are about to come and then we'll catch you up at the end. Okay, cheers. Cheers. Hello, and this is Don. Hi, Don. Hello, you're right. And Don's a Wolves fan, so Don will give us uh, a Wolves perspective on things. So, who, who have you signed this window, Don? Well, to be fair, we've signed quite a number of players. We've had, obviously, the big highlight is uh, Jimenez. Uh, we had on loan last season, so we took the option to buy him for £30 million, which was quite a lot of money for, for a, sort of a newly promoted team to spend that kind of money. Uh, and then, sort of, the team sort of developed from there where we, Coincidentally, we bought some, I think, three youth players in the, uh, to go into the youth team. I won't try and pronounce their names, but I don't want to insult them. <laughs> These are sort of from uh, the youth academy, which, is, to be fair, started off with uh, Morgan, the previous owner, to get the youth academy up. And it's nice to see that the club are sort of buying these young players. And then the next one you've got uh, Jesus. Fiello, I think, from Real Madrid, the centre-back mm. from, um, originally from Saragossa, which I think is touted to be probably one of the next, Herrera, one of the great uh, Real Madrid centre-backs. He hasn't so quite made it. So we've got him on loan at the moment. And obviously we've just bought uh, Contre, is it, from AC Milan, which, yeah, he's obviously 
touted as the next sort of uh, uh, Inzaghi, which you think most taken to be sort of buying players from well, Real Madrid, AC Milan is sort of you sort of have to pinch yourself really thinking yeah. we shouldn't be we shouldn't be in that league. We've only just been promoted, so a good first year. So the aspirations of the club sometimes it, it just catches you by surprise. And we just bought last Friday uh, two two wingers from Lazio, which I think has caught everyone by by surprise. Um, mm. Obviously, again, uh, the George Mendes's uh, clients, which obviously everyone's aware <laughs> of the link. Yeah. <laughs> Which, to be fair, Donna, then if you've got that link, may as well use it. Um, yeah. Exactly. But I suppose the biggest um, for me is the club's ambition in this window is Nuno wants, he said all along, he wants sort of two or three good additions, and that's it. He works for a small, a small squad, which worked last year. So again, we, we sort of. We had Jimenez on loan, and we sort of we had that option to buy, which we've just gone and done. But you think in the place that we bought in, it's only there to enhance the team, mm-hmm. and it's quite nice that we're not doing that. So, like, look at Fulham; they spent so much money last season, mm-hmm. and haven't really they had a not a good season going back down. I think the key the key to having a good season in the window, the transfer window, is buying. Buying the right players, you can spend all this money if you want, but it, it, they've got a jealous team, really. So it's yeah, Is it, does it help? Quite happy because you, you've you've got quite a few Portuguese lads, haven't you? Obviously, with <laughs> the manager. And... I think there was some yeah, there was some start last year. I think we had more players in our squad than I think Porto and beat Benfica had on, on one Saturday. Which oh, yeah, that's... I suppose it helps that integration. Um, but I think they all. The good thing with Wolves is a good factor with the club from the chairman right down to the fans and the players. Everyone's buying into what the club and the owners believe that they they will be a top four team mm. in the future. And everyone believes in that ethos. And I think the players who come on board, they have to. There's no um, sort of star player. They're all they've all got to work, and it's that mentality. Which I think comes down to the coach as well. Mm. You know, he is he, he's something special. He can f- be frustrating at times because he likes. To me, he seems to have his set way, and it he, he doesn't have a plan B. Sometimes you're thinking, uh, I just wish he opens up a little bit more. Mm. That's where last year we um, I don't know if you were aware, we suffered quite a bit early on where you had Nevers and um, Tino in midfield mm. we were getting bossed about um, and this is where we bought in on loan a midfielder from Anderlecht young Belgian lad Dendonka mm. he took a while to get into the team didn't really sort of made it from a bench and then just before Christmas from uh, Nuno slightly changed formation and bought in this Dendonka and for me uh, we had him on loan last season. We've just basically signed him for twelve million, and yeah, I think he's going to be a player that I think is going to have a good future from that. He builds himself, which we know have got good players, mm. and he's able to um, <clears throat> control the team. He sort of allows Neves and Matinho to carry on playing. 
mm. being a fold-out play. So, uh, yeah, we have gone back to your question about Portuguese influence. Yes, got one or two uh, Portuguese, but I think the whole squad, it, it's the nucleus. We've got a great captain, Connor Cody, which... To be honest, Liverpool, I think he missed a trick with him. Cause yeah, he's, he's Scouser, he's isn't he? So yeah, and the thing that frustrates me the most with him, he hasn't had an England call-up, which uh, I, I don't know what more. The only thing is um, Southgate doesn't says he doesn't suit his four style of play. He's had more when he plays in the back of three. Mm. And I was thinking, nah, it's, he's, he's definitely a good player. So you got sort of Cody in that centre as a captain that can you think he's a scouser then you've got some Portuguese you've got a Mexican it's um, no it, a lot of people have said that oh when we came up oh it's full of some Portuguese can they play in winter yeah. and I think every since Nuno's come in these players the last what just over three years now they've proven yeah. that they can play with the, the best and also that that's um, the team, they, 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 I've got a good team ethic, really. Have you, have you lost anyone this summer? Has anyone been sold? Yeah, I'm a bit disappointed. Uh, I'd say a fan's favourite, uh, Ivan Cavallero. Um, uh. He's gone to uh, Fulham. Uh, cracking winger, really good winger. Um, another Portuguese. Uh, I think he's gone out on loan to Fulham with the option to buy. Uh, wow. Helder Costa, another winger. Another uh, Mendes Prodigy is um, he's gone to Leeds yeah. on loan with the option to buy. Again, in one way, we're not. Although I'm disappointed that they've gone, but in theory, the two lads that he's bought in from Lazio, almost they're almost on paper a like for like replacement. Yeah. The question is, can they make that step up from yeah. playing it in Serie A? Uh, Premier League, I don't know. Um, but then the club, it might frustrate fans, but they're making it as a business. They bought yeah. these players and they're selling them probably at the right the right time to make to make profit on them. And that's that's what the club thought. Well, some might not like it, but they're there to make bit of money as well. So yeah. it's a bit of a shame that two of them have gone because one of them, Cavalero, uh, I, I had a soft spot. He's really good good player he's always running and I think because we bought Adam Teore last year for 18 million mm. and have to be honest hasn't had a good season I think because they spent that much money on him they they had to lose some players obviously to get some players in yeah. and I think these two caught the short straw and they're going out on loan doesn't mean that they can't come back because we um We've got a defender, he's been out on loan at Greece, Verendez, um, and he's coming back, but there's no spot for him. So I think the club uh, have got a good strategy in terms of we'll try and loan a few players out, not to the extent of like Chelsea, but they they do quite subtly that they put them out to clubs where they've not got a direct, direct impact to your team, so you're not going to be playing them week in, week out. Mm-hmm. It gives them experience, really. Yeah. Like the championship is a good level for the lads to um, to apply the trade because it's still only 23, so it's still a good age to to learn that trade really. Which I yeah. think a lot of clubs, the, the top certainly the top three or four, when you look at Liverpool with the players that they had on out on loan at Derby, etc. It's just 
just the way forward now and yeah. our football's transgressing really where you've the top teams they want to keep these young players on, on their books but they can't give them the game time so they have you've got to loan them out haven't you because you don't want to lose them you have yeah I mean I suppose you, you've you need a bigger squad this season now you're in uh, Europa League as well or not it's not confirmed well, yet is it well no uh, we had um, two games against the Crusaders last uh, so the second leg was last Thursday um, and then we are playing the winners of uh, Torino uh, the team that um, Joe Hart played for was it two or three seasons ago the Italian team uh, or or a but uh, the Armenia team, the winners of those will play. Right. Clearly, this is where it's not great. We'll be playing them a week, oh, this Thursday, I think. So I think we're in Europe four days before we play Leicester. Oh, right. three, three or four days before. Which is not, as you say, it's your question, really. It's not, we need a big squad if we're in Europe. Mm. Playing on a Thursday, then a, a Sunday, which... Um, I've heard the phrase our oh, wall's going to do with Burnley where mm. Burnley obviously qualified for Europe didn't have that squad and then struggled the next season yeah. I don't know um, as I said Nuno likes to work with a small squad of players I think last season we were very 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 lucky not having any major injuries mm. I, can, I can't barely think of where we had a player out for say four to six weeks mm. so we're really lucky in that aspect and you're thinking if we have that same luck again then the squad that we've got should be able to compete and I don't think the club are going to spend the money if they don't feel it's right so I, I can hear all the rumours that there's one go flying, flying around today that that's it they're not they're pretty much done their deals for, for the summer which you're thinking well you can it's almost like for like, really. Mm. Um, uh, the players that have gone out and coming in, uh, there's not that much change. So I am. There is that air of nervousness playing yeah. on a Thursday, then like on a Sunday, uh, and I think the teams now they they've sort of they're aware of us. And I think mm. certainly when we first came up, a lot of teams probably didn't respect us enough. Um, <laughs> weren't sort of aware of sort of the quality of players that we've got yeah. and I, I think this season although I'm optimistic I do think it's going to be a bit nervous that we, the, the game's on a Thursday just hoping that the squad can handle it which yeah. you've got to trust this is where you've got to trust Nuno and the club in the direction that they're going they, they, uh, they've yeah. got ideas of, uh, of who, who, who they brought in that can add strength so yeah, it's, it's it's one of them. What are we now? Thursday. Oh, sorry, we're on Monday. When the season? <laughs> yeah, Monday when the season starts. Saturday. Oh, Friday. Friday, yeah. Friday. So it's one of them. It's it's weird that you're looking at the transfer window closes. I think on Wednesday afternoon is it or Thursday uh, evening? I, I think, think it's Thursday. It? Yeah, but yeah, soon. Thursday. Because I think they brought it forward this season. Because I always used to. I think it was at the end of August. Yeah. Transfer deadline day. Um, I'm just to me. It, doesn't seem to have got going the transfer, certainly for Wolves, really, with the players. See, Jimenez was on loan, Donko was on loan. It's only really the um, the lad from AC that we've sort of been in the hunt for and have got him it's for, yeah. from a Wolves point of view. He's not really 
was going about the business quite quietly, um, mm. which, is which it, is probably a good thing. Yeah, so is, is there anyone then, um, just just a, a final question, is there anyone that from another team that you think you wish, you wish you'd butt or...? Um, I would say, yeah. Um, well, again, I, I'm a, I'd say not disappointed with the whole transfer window. There hasn't been the movers um, you know, that I thought that might have happened. I, to be honest, I thought Bale would have come back um, and I, I thought that might have set more of a, a chain of mm. players moving. Uh, Hazard going, I thought that might have moved them more. The one that I am probably impressed with is uh, Arsenal with um, Pepe, is it, Nick? Yeah, uh, the, uh, Pepe, yeah, the uh, yeah, it's a lot of, you think, Arsenal, how can they get, make that difference to try and push, push for the top two? I've not seen that, you he, 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 win it for him, but I, to me, he's got that much pace. Mm-hmm. I, I think he, any team in the, in, would want him. So I'll let everyone who's, who's sort of a team that's bought a new player in the season, definitely he's the one that, Stands out, but other than that, I'd say everyone yourselves, Liverpool, do they really need to buy anyone? Not, mm. not really. Same as City. So you, you're thinking it's the rest of the league, really. What can they do to to compete with the top two? Mm. And I'd say Arsenal for me have probably gone out and got a player that has got the p- potential, certainly, to try yeah. and compete. Compete yeah. with. Them. Other than that, I don't know about yourself. It's been a uh, it's just anti-climax almost. Not let well. We've still got a couple of days to go, but there's not been that sort of. Yeah, so that's like you say, it's, it's, it's been a bit different for you, isn't it? With you know signing players permanently that were good good players for you on loan last year. So just just there, yeah. just just finally, Don, is there um, what what position if if you give it a position now, what position do you think Wolves will finish at the end of the season? <laughs> uh, this is humble though. It's still top seven. Still top seven. Uh, but that's, yeah, that's that'd be very good, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I, I think, I think top seven will do the club. Top seven where they are. Top seven and win the uh, Europa League, is it? <laughs> to be fair, I was gutted with the FA Cup. I was crying last when I knocked out. <laughs> last minute, um, a good cup run. I did. Yeah, a good cup run would be nice. But again, priority for the club is to stay in the Premier League and yeah. to finish as high as possible. Yeah. And I just don't know whether we can make that top six. I think we were nine points off United last year, finished six. Bear in mind, they had an awful season. Yeah. But I think the teams that we lost to last season, Huddersfield, we lost twice. So they're six points. You're thinking, well, there you go. If you, if you win against the teams coming up, which mm-hmm. was our downfall last season, then yeah, maybe six, but I think once that's seen uh, the best of the rest, if you, you sort of you ignore the top six, I'd like to think that we would be the the best out of the rest. Uh, so seventh finish, I think it's not unrealistic. No. So yeah, it's, it's one of them now. Just you want to get the season season started, really. Playing yeah. in Europe, it's not the Europa League. It wasn't um, just like a pre-season friendly playing against uh, the Crusaders. Just want to get it get it started really so it's uh, Sunday can't come soon enough <laughs> alright thanks very much Don yes no worries I'll catch you soon Hello again on this week's The Two Pointer. It's me, Jono, here, uh, part of our Premier League preview. I've managed to find a uh, Southampton fan from across the way. 
Uh, Del, how are you today, Del? I'm great. Hi, Jono. How are you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. Thank you for joining us, Del. Can you firstly confirm the rumours that you were uh, conceived in the old uh, West Stand at the Deld? It was, it was the Milton Road end, Jono. <laughs> it was the Milton Road, sorry, behind, sorry, I got my stand Behind wrong. the bins at the Milton Road end, yeah, yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah, I wondered, I wondered. Yeah, thanks for just letting just us, that, just that, that uh, secret slip. <laughs> Cheers, Jono. Yeah, and I do apologise for getting the stand wrong, of course. <laughs> and my, my information wasn't foolproof. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, you, you came with a 16th last season, Del. Uh, yeah. not, not the greatest uh, season, but Hazen Hall came in and looked, looked quite handy, didn't he? It would seem to sort of stabilise you towards the end of the season. Yeah. How are, you, how are you feeling about this season? Yeah, well, he came in came in December. Start of December when we were in a bit of trouble, under famously under Mark Hughes. Um, yeah, and there, there felt like a bit of a revolution when he first came in, then a bit of a poor spell after Christmas, and then sort of picked it up with a few good results towards the end of the season. Disappointing, really, I guess, to finish off 16th when you look at what we kind of had to play for in terms of the last couple of games. We seemed to have a relatively easy run in at the last couple of games and just didn't really seem to, you know, finally kick on, I think. Once we secured that safety and we thought 16th is within our sights, we really put on our flip-flops and I guess headed to the beach, which is a little, on the beach. little yeah. bit disappointing really when you think about how much money those extra places in the table are worth, you know, when you've got some of the likes of the teams we had to play towards the end of the season. I think the big one for us was really beating Tottenham. Um, once we got that result, we seemed to take our foot off the gas completely. Um, yeah, and just sort of then coast our way into 16th, really. Um, so a bit of a disappointing kind of flat way to finish the season, I think. But um, yeah, certainly it feels a lot more positive going into this season than last. OK, on that then. Well, once, uh, once upon a time, a couple of seasons back, you were kind of the, uh, the envy of the football world, weren't you, in terms of your uh, transfer policy and that little black box that was... Locked away somewhere in your uh, in your stadium that everyone seems to love, but um, it, it doesn't. They've been a bit more hit and miss your signings in recent years, haven't they? Who, who have you gone for this summer? Who's, well, who's come in that you're excited about? It's interesting. Yeah, everyone talks about Saints and how well we've done on previous transfers window, and it was a little bit of, um, I guess, hard work. Young lads coming up through the academy, we, we turned in some some pretty big diamonds, I guess, and then. And then the odd signing that would that we'd pick out from nowhere and and seem to turn into these absolute worldies. Um, I guess bit a bit of change this season. I'm not sure if you're familiar behind the clubs, but Les Reed, who was our head of football development, um, and was um, responsible for making some of those big signings. I guess the likes of Pella, Mane, and various other sort of diamonds that we've managed to to unravel over the past couple of years came through sort of Les Reed's bit of insight so he actually left the club I think in November time last year so this is the first summer window that we've been into without him um, and very unlike Saints um, we've managed to do some business really early on um, which is yeah typically not what we tend to do it all tends to be a bit smash and grab last minute usually um, but yeah I guess, I guess feeling a feeling I think I think with us, the way we finished off last season and knowing we were going to be safe from a couple of weeks out, it gave Hassan Hootel a couple of extra weeks to sort of really build and prepare for this season. I think that's that's what he's been doing really well. But I guess when we talk about early signings, it it really started twelve months ago with the with the deal for Danny Ings, which I guess has only just gone through. Um, it's a pity Gas isn't on the line, actually. Otherwise, we, he could have uh, experienced what it's like for um, a player to be going 
from Liverpool down to the south coast. <laughs> from the other way, yeah. <laughs> Rather than the other yeah. way. Um, but yeah. No, oh. I do know he is a, he is a big fan of... Uh, Sorry, someone's coming to the house, but no, no, Gaz is. Yeah, not sure it is. No, uh, I'll let someone else answer that. Um, no, I do know Gaz is a big fan of Danny Ings, and he is. Um, he's an all-action industrious type player, isn't he? Who, uh, who, he's one fans get behind really, isn't he? And he seems to get a few goals for you, but he, he's one who does seem to pick up the odd injury here and there, doesn't he? Whereas I guess you, he you does. need him to be quite available and firing, don't, don't you? Really, I, he does. I think uh, even at Liverpool, looking back, I think I remember he was quite quite injury prone back there. But I think he was probably yeah. up against a front three of Sturridge, Suarez, and Sterling. So probably not going to get much of a look in there. But I think um, you know he was relatively injured. As I say, last season he really struggled. I think he only played twenty four games for us last season. Scored seven goals, but he scored some crucial goals. Bagged the brace against United, um, which really sort of put the fans on his side. And, you know, he's a local lad. Everyone seems to get behind him. He's a kid from the academy. Um, but, yeah, I'd say a bit of a combination of probably being one of our better strikers last season probably meant that we probably overplayed him a little bit um, when he wasn't quite fit. Um, but moving into this season... Um, he seems fit. He's played in pretty much all the pre-season goals, three pre-season games. Scored a couple of goals, and yeah, it is it, looking quite sharp. So, so yeah, feeling good about Ings certainly coming in, coming back into the fold for a strong season. Yeah. Uh, anyone else you're excited about in terms of signings? I saw you being linked with a, a Barcelona young defender potentially coming along at centre back. Is it to Toledo, Toledo? Yeah, I guess the the couple of areas we needed to really strengthen following last season were up top, um, and we, we're starting to do that. I'll move on to the signings there, but but at the back certainly, yeah, we're looking at a young lad who's a French lad who's at Barcelona at the moment. Um, I'm not sure how likely he is to come. In all honesty, Jono, I think the, the, the chat is the loan. Would, he needs a bit more experience. The loan would be quite a good move for for both clubs. Um, yeah. But I think I think it all sort of hangs in the balance at the moment. We'll, we'll, we'll sort of wait and see. But certainly, okay. certainly, we needed to, we need to strengthen at the back. Um, when you look at what you know, what was one of our biggest flaws last year, it was conceding late on, and you know the number of goals we conceded in the 80th and 90th minute which was just crazy, and then I guess problems at the other end of the pitch, which was really scoring goals, and, and that's where we have seemed to have already strengthened for the likes of, obviously, signing Danny Ings permanently, but also uh, Moussa Ginepe, which is, I'm not sure, have you, have you heard about this signing, the Mali International? I've the name, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I knew, I knew a lot about him, Dan, if I'm honest. What, what are you hoping to bring <laughs> to the club? He's probably slightly lesser known than Danny Ings at the moment. Uh, but yeah, Mali International winger, um, it's four, 14 million I see so 14 million from Standard Liège yeah he scored 11 goals last year in the in the Belgian league um, I'm not sure that's ever a huge marker for a player uh, <laughs> but I've watched bits of him in the he's been playing for Mali in the Africa Cup of Nations so I've watched a, a couple of games with him there he seems quite decent and and uh, watched a couple of quick clip, clips of him on YouTube um, which is probably never a particularly good marker either when you're looking at your new side. <laughs> it's absolutely worldy. It's a big one. Yeah, particularly like, yeah. the, like, like the clip where he nutmegs two Ajax defenders. Um, but we'll wait and see whether that translates to the Premier League. hope so. But supposedly AC Milan are after him as well. 
He's had a relatively good Africa Cup of Nations. Um, I think he's only played. I think he came on against FC Clone in pre-season and played about ten minutes. So we haven't really got much of a marker for him yet, um, and how we'll fit in with the squad. But I say he was a very late arrival in terms of joining the squad um, because he's been away at the Africa Cup of Nations. Um, and then you've got probably. Probably the signing which I'm most excited about, which is uh, Che Adams, of course, signing from Birmingham. Birmingham, City. yeah, fifteen million. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think by all means that that looks like pretty good value from what I've seen. Um, yeah, came across from Birmingham City. Um, I, I learned this week he he was actually getting um, trained by James Beatty, Southampton legend, of course, at, at Birmingham City. So maybe that's played a small role in him. Moving across to Saints, we'll wait and see about that. But you know, last season, tw- yeah. twenty-two goals in what was a, a really exciting championship, I think, and, and a good standard, as, as we all know. Um, named in the championship team of the year, and I think, I think, um, fifteen million looks like it could be a bit of a bargain. I know there were other clubs chasing after him pre-season. I think he scored three goals and looked relatively sharp. So, so yeah, really excited about him. I think he's. Not that I play fantasy football anymore, but I think he'd be my tip for you guys who, who still get on that train. I'll, I'll keep that in mind, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> so you're hoping that probably what Che and, and Ing sort of form partnership with, with what Austin coming off the bench potentially, or just, you sound like you've got a, bit, a few options there potentially now. Yeah, I think so. fit, well, I guess. Redmond these days tends to play a little bit further forward as well, so you've almost got three options up there, Redmond, Ings, Ings and then... Adams, and then with I think we'll play Ginepe out on the left, and Warprows on the right, sort of as sort of your modern, modern, modern sort of attacking, winging for wing wing back sort of formations. So yeah, it looks like it could be quite. We could be, have a lot more firepower this season, sort of going forward. Okay. Uh, any, anyone left that you're bothered about? Uh, sort of big name is probably Matt Taggart, wasn't it? Who's gone? Yeah, Matt Target off to Villa. I think he's eleven million. Um, he's been away. He did, he did go out on loan for to Fulham for a couple of seasons. And as I say, last season he wasn't a regular starting for Saints. Jono, eleven million, eleven million for him. It probably seems like relatively good business to me, if I'm honest with you. He didn't seem like the sort of player who was going to fit into Hassan Hootel's sort of high pressing football that we're now. We're playing towards the back end of last season, so, so yeah, I think eleven million is probably quite quite good bi- quite good business for him. But we'll wait and see on that. Um, couple of players. You yeah. worry about losing losing anyone else on the way out? Is it there's talk Lamella might someone like Trump nick Lamella before deadlines out? Are you, you worried about losing him or anyone else for that matter? Yeah, Lamina. There's talk of Austin Lamina, Carrillo, Ilanusi, all of which going. Um, and to be perfectly honest with you, Jono, I don't think I'd be massively bothered if we lost any of those guys. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. Lamina's, it sounds like half the team guy going out the door, Dale. Yeah, well, I always said at the start of this, the start, kind of the back end of last season, we'll need to almost have a big clear out before we think about signing anyone. We seem to have done it the other way around, have a you know sign a few players and then start to think about cleaning cleaning out the closet, as it were. Um, but I, I think the one I'd probably be most bothered about would be Lamina, um, who on his yeah. day looks like an absolute world beater. 
but that's one in five games I'd say from from what I've seen. The rest of the time, he, he you know he doesn't he doesn't look so bothered. He doesn't really seem to fit in. I don't think his work rate's been there. He didn't look fit at all under Mark Hughes, and then sort of picked it up a little bit under Hassan Hootel. But um, yeah, I'd say Lamina's probably the one for me that I'd be probably most sad to lose. Uh, players coming back into the fold as well, like um, Buffal, who reportedly fell out with Mark Hughes, but now seems to be back back in the mix and has played a bit in pre-season. I'm not sure whether Hassan Hootel's just putting him in the shop window before we try and sell him off at the last minute, but um, the chat around the club seems to be that he's coming back in around the fold and and will be a bit of a part of next season. So that's an interesting one to have a player like that coming back. Should be really good. But yeah, I guess the other players who we've let go at the back end of the se- uh, through this transfer window would be uh, my good mate Stephen Davis, Jono, who I once fa- oh, yeah. <laughs> once famously interviewed for a confectionery company. <laughs> so, no, you're going to be sad to see him go. He's off to uh, Rangers, I think. Yeah, he's gone back to Rangers. He's 34 now. He probably wasn't quite fit enough to do another season in the Premier League but you know a good fans favourite and by all means a, a good guy so we, we are sad to sad to see him go but hopefully he'll get a bit of game time at Rangers um, that'll be good for him Sam Gallagher gone to your beloved Blackburn Jono oh yeah all over that now um, uh, yeah not, not, not sure about no, that no, no great names really yeah yeah I mean there were times this season when we were really struggling for goals he was away at, he was away at Birmingham City wasn't he this year um, and I thought perhaps potentially he might come back a little bit earlier from his loan spell um, and you know kind of come and save the day but I think I've seen him play I saw him play for Blackburn a couple of years ago um, and I'm not quite sure that he's he's a big, strong lad. He's still young, still only 23, still sort of learning his trade. But I'm not sure he's probably ready for the Premier League. Um, and he's probably more of a sort of championship striker at the moment. Um, but I think he'll he'll be a good fit within that Blackburn team. And, and yeah, look forward to him getting seeing him get a bit of game time down there. And uh, yeah, hopefully you yeah. boys back in the Premier League, Jono. I hope so. I hope so. Touch wood there. So we, we've talked. We've talked quite a lot about the, the. So there doesn't sound like you lost too many. It sounds like you've, you've sort of increased your forward options. You know, this is the the dream time, Dale. When uh, you, all, all things are possibility. What what are the aspirations for the season? What what are you hoping for? Oh, big aspirations as always. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think a, a couple of weeks ago, I was I was feeling quite negative about it. Then you start to read a little bit more about the pre-season and how the team's sort of bedding in and. Optimism grows. Get excited. Optimism it grows. Does, does. Yeah, unfortunately, you get tricked into it every year. But no, generally, as as a Saints fan, you know, you, you you'll come and see how it goes and try not to take it too seriously. I think that's what we've all learned for the past kind of few years. But no, certainly, pre-season seems really positive. Aspiration, I think, from the management of the club is a is a top ten finish. I think. Yeah. Fair. I think if you'd have asked me, probably yeah. If you'd have probably asked me this week, I'd say probably. I think we'll finish about thirteenth. Um, but if this makes sense, I think we'll finish looking up the table rather than looking back. <laughs> if that makes sense, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I think. I, yeah, yeah. I, go on. I think we'll be sort of comfortably around the sort of thirteenth marker. Would be okay. That'd be and that, that, that that's head over heart. But we'll wait. We'll wait and see. Yeah, well, well, hopefully all the, the good players bed in, and um, and yeah, you get you firing back and get you some more goals than you had last season. That certainly would be improving. Yeah. Lastly, and before I go, one one last question: if there was, 
Any player, perhaps realistically, perhaps not, who uh, you could you see another Prem team by this summer who you wish you'd have, your team would have bought, would have fitted in really well. Any thoughts on who that would be? Well, as I talked about, we were absolutely desperate for a centre half, so Harry Maguire would have slotted in perfectly. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Did he go for is it 70 million he went for? I think 80 in the end, 80 yeah. In so, the end, um, yeah. I'm not sure. Our, our bib was probably about 70 quid. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> didn't, didn't quite get close. We like weren't that. quite close. So, but, uh, but, yeah, we, we need, you know. We've uncovered a few through the years. They say we've never really p- replaced Van Dyke, um, sadly, yeah. and, and we've really missed that uh, last season. You know, with with somebody to really run that defence, um, the likes of Jack Stevens, Bednarak haven't really stepped up. So I guess the more natural pairing has been sort of Yoshida and Vestergrad over the past season, um, who both have you know Yoshi's not getting any younger and Vestergrad. Um, at times, but like he had two left feet, to you know, he did. Uh, he, did <laughs> yeah. he did start to get better as the season went on, I think. But but you know, somebody in that centre half position who can really sort of control the back four, um, you know, pick up the ball and, and move it forward at pace as well. I think is something we've we've really lacked, Jono, and, and it would be great to have a player that slotted in there. I'm not sure this young lad from Barcelona is is going to be the answer to all our dreams or that there's anybody else really close at the moment um, to signing before the transfer window shuts. Is it Thursday? Thursday the window closes? Yeah. It closes your Thursday, so it, it, not long there. It'll be nice to get a centre-half in before the end of the season, but we'll, we'll before the end of the window, but you know, as I say, I think it's it's probably quite unlikely now, um, and I think Hasmus was probably prepared to just see how the first few months of the season go and then potentially look for somebody in January if we don't sign anybody else. But hey, I hope I end up eating my words on that and we sign a, you know, a fantastic player. Who knows? You never know, you never know. Well, uh, on that note, Del, thanks very much for uh, joining us and bringing us the Southampton preview. It does sound like there's some optimism around the club and I hope that the attack clicks this year. And uh, yeah, we'll see as the season goes on. But uh, best of luck to you boys in the upcoming season. Cheers, John. I'm a big fan of the pod, so thanks for having us on. Take it easy. Yeah, no, thanks for coming on. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Hi, thanks, Ed, for joining us. Ed's a Newcastle fan. Cheers, Gad. Gad's supposed to be, uh, be on the pod. <laughs> yeah, great to have you. So we'll ask, um, ask you the questions we've been asking everyone, but who've, uh, who've you signed this window? So, it's been in- an interesting one for me, because we, um, I mean, we started off the window uh, looking like we were going to have a, a Saudi buyout and uh, we're third favourite to sign Mbappe, but uh, <laughs> that, that one hasn't quite come through. Um, but we've ended up losing all of our strikers and our manager um, <laughs> in that time period, so... We've, we've made a couple of signings, which I think has, has been a positive, um, as the fact controller has not, not been known for putting his hand in his pocket, um, and obviously broke our record with Almir on um, in the January transfer window, although that was a long-standing Michael Owen transfer record from about a decade ago. <laughs> um, then I think probably three main signings for us. Uh, Joe Limton, uh, who we got from Hoffenheim, so Brazilian um, for about 40 mil. So again, breaking our, our transfer record. Uh, that said, and we'll talk about players we sold in a little bit, but uh, you know we sold Perez for 30 million just beforehand. Mm. Um, so 
tail out they balances a little bit but then uh, in the past week we've had a, a couple more so uh, St Maximin uh, that we got in from Nice so it's a French uh, French winger uh, some comparisons already to uh, a young Ben Arthur uh, <laughs> which I'm not quite sure is a positive or a negative well if, he, if, he, on, if he's uh, got Ben Arthur's attitude then you're in trouble I was going to say I'm, I'm hoping it's the fact that he's, uh, he's a pacey winger that likes to go quite direct at players rather than his uh, Talk uh, attitude, but um, yeah, you know, I haven't seen a lot from him. It's probably not not unsurprising in in the Mike Ashley era that he's young player, relatively unproven, um, and we've kind of bought him in and, and bought him in on a six year contract with the idea that we're probably going to get retail value out of him. So. Nice. To, to be seen on that, and then we brought in uh, a left back as well, Williams, um, again from Germany, although he's a Dutch player, um, who looks all right. I think he, he fell out of favour a bit at Frankfurt, and so uh, I think it's lame of an option to buy with him. So we'll, we'll see how he gets on in the season. Yeah. Well, fair enough. And, and I suppose the only other thing is you, you've signed a new manager. Well, that's it, and I think that's an interesting thing with some of the signings because you kind of wonder who's who's in control of them and who's making the signings. Mm. Um, I mean, we broke the transfer record, forty million pounds on a new striker, um, and I think it was Steve Bruce's second day uh, that <laughs> that was confirmed. So I can't imagine he's had a huge hand in that. No. Is it the players that he wants? Is he there just in a coaching sort of role? Um, that said, the new manager, given the comments from Benitez when he was leaving, saying that there wasn't a shared vision, there wasn't that support, and actually comments that uh, were echoed by Perez when he uh, interviewed, I think, earlier this week and just said the difference between Newcastle and Leicester in terms of ambition and support and investment is, is very different from a club structure. Mm. So, yeah, I think Bruce is kind of content with just landing the job uh, you know, we've got a an ex Premier League manager that's been middling in the Championship, uh, that's managed our biggest rivals despite being a local lad. Uh, so, not really one that's I think won many of the fans over having Bruce, and uh, not necessarily just because of Bruce himself, but I think quite an embodiment of the club and the direction it's going and the kind of ambition that it has. Mm. Yeah, and it's difficult, isn't it? Because you, there's rumours that it was the 11th choice manager. Um, yeah. So is that you'd assume that's people turning um, turning Newcastle down, and like you've touched on there, that you know there's probably good reason that people have been turning Newcastle down at the moment, and it's the same reason who's been there for how long has he been there now? Ten years. Yeah, so it's been about a, a decade of uh, kind of the Ashley regime. Um, where we've gone from very much being sort of run as a business rather than a football club. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, a, there's a sense of practicality. You don't want to end up, um, you know, clubs like you've seen with Portsmouth in the past few years. But at the same time, um, you know, the, the policies that he's put in place, the refusal to sign players over a certain age because they haven't got resale value yeah. to kind of give managers money to spend and kind of trust in their vision and... Uh, you know, it's really, it's really left the club in a bit of a treading water. Relegated twice since he's been the owner, 
Yeah. Um, promoted kind of twice not, not as well, though. Pushed on. Well, promoted twice, but uh, <laughs> it's not really what you're aiming for. So, um, yeah, we'll see it as a change. It sounded like a soundbite of an interview with uh, Ashley a couple of weeks ago. Um, so there's going to be a bit of a change in uh, what we're going for this season. Um, and keen to focus on the Cups. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's, I think it's always a little bit of a lottery, making that as your sole ambition. Yeah. We've not had a good run of them for, for quite a number of years. I think we were fourth round in the FA Cup and second round in the League Cup last year. So, not a, a huge benchmark for, for Bruce to um, improve on. But at the same time, we were well within the relegation battle come January last year. So, I'm not sure if that'll be a focus on the cup still if we're in that position again. Mm. So, so just moving on to then, you, what are you expecting, or what do you expect, and what do you hope for from the uh, from the season? I mean, if we finish the season in the Premier League but without Mike Ashley at the helm, I think I'd be delighted. <laughs> um, I think I think it will be a similar blueprint really to the past couple of seasons, and so we'll be. Um, just about good enough yep. to not go down, but probably a reflection on um, you know some of the clubs that have come up um, and some of the other clubs. That I think we are better than in the league uh, that will have a tougher job than we will. You know, I think Norwich will really struggle. Huddersfield have had a couple of quite close seasons now and have managed to stick in. Oh, sorry, no, sorry, I'm watching Huddersfield on TV at the same time. Uh, <laughs> Huddersfield have gone down, but uh, Brighton have had a couple of. Uh, tough seasons that have been close mm. Villa has spent a lot of money don't know whether or not that would be enough for them but uh, you know, I think we'll be just about better than the bottom three but not by a long way mm. um, do you know, maybe, I'll be, maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised um, and you mentioned but, so I was gonna say, you mentioned earlier about um, that one of the sales was, um, was Perez any other yeah. any, have you lost any other players? well I mean, I don't know if I'd use the term lost with Jossily. Um, right. Getting him off the books is uh, definitely not a, not a bad thing, in my opinion. Um, and I think we got one or two million from him, um, sending him back to uh, to Spain. Uh, the army was released. Um, Rondon, obviously, uh, was on a swap deal with West Brom. So we've got Dwight Gale back. He has now gone, gone to join Rafa in China. So, I mean, if you look at our kind of, I think the last game of the season against Fulham, we started Perez and uh, Rondon up top and Diame just behind them. Right. Um, so that's all, you know, all three of them have moved out. Uh, I'd have liked to have seen us replaced in a kind of a central midfield type role because mm. Diame, I think, did a reasonably good job for us. Um, but, you know, without him, we've sort of, we've got John Joe. Not necessarily sure that he he can do it consistently, and he seems to have a couple of blinding games, mm. couple of slightly off games, and then a couple of months on the bench, and you don't hear from him. Mm. Yeah, I think we had a we had a similar kind of problem with Liverpool. I think that's why Liverpool released him eventually. He was he showed flashes of uh, some real quality, but then there was also quite a lot of. Uh, I don't know. Just kind of seems to wander around a bit. Really, we <laughs> you know what he's doing. Yeah, there's, there's talk of him um, 
you know, kind of seeing a psychiatrist and that improving different aspects of his game. And I think it's, you know, when he's, when he's great, he's great. But mm. uh, at other times, he's just uh, not even sure that he's on the pitch. No, no. Um, okay, then I've been asking everyone if there was uh, if there was any player you've seen another Prem team buy uh, this summer. Uh, who who would you've gone for? Uh, money no object. Obviously, Mike Ashley. Let's pretend he's not at the helm. But um, anyone anyone who's particularly caught your eye? So I think I mean I've looked at it more where I thought realistically who who I think is a decent signing for yeah. um, for that might be attainable for the club because you know you're never going to be in that sort of Man City Liverpool space mm. um, would I pay 80 million for Maguire no not at mm. all but at the same time it's not my money and if it's not been invested in the club anyway I'd, I'd happily take him at Newcastle but I think in terms of realistic sort of players I think Everton have done quite good business mm. um, I think Delph was he was less than 10 million I think for them yeah, I think he was eight, um, wasn't he? Yeah, and I think he'll, he'll, you know, he was kind of pushing an international regular spot and a bit hot and cold at City, but not getting a lot of game time. And I think mm. he'll do well there. Quite interested to see um, Keane that they just signed from Juve. Mm. Um, and yeah, I'm kind of wondering what the story is if they've uh, got a buyback clause or or what that looks like. But he's. You know, he set a lot of records over there for youngest player in the league, goal scorers, Champions League, everything else. Mm. So, at, at the price they paid for him as well, around thirty, um, you know, seems seems pretty good value. Uh, I think I'd take him over, uh, you know, Julian Tom, forty million, playing in the uh, in the German league. Um, so. You know, realistically, yeah, I'd probably. I think some of the business Everton have done, um, I'd been keen. And I think there's a few, there's a few free transfers out there that I'm surprised that we haven't um, gone in for, or maybe we have and uh, and they're not too interested. But you know, your your Welbecks, your Sturridge's, mm. uh, strikers when we've cleared out our strike force mm. on a free. You think even with wage demands, it should be uh, someone that we could meet. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we end, end back up with Carol, <laughs> um, who's also on a free, uh, which might not be the worst if it's on a sort yeah. of pay-as-you-play type basis yeah. and uh, gives us a different option. But uh, it, it doesn't, again, it doesn't feel like we're progressing forward if that's where we end up at the uh, end of the summer. Mm. Uh, I'd, I'd mainly like to see a midfielder coming in there. I was going to say, is, it, is there a particular area that you, you, um, you feel short of and you could probably say all over the pitch but if there's anywhere in particular that you, uh, you'd you like to see strengthened in the next what three days yeah I think for me really something um, the, um, in the centre of midfield um, You've, have you kept a lot of uh, long staff yeah so we've got we've got long staff at the moment um, I think you know a very exciting um, exciting player uh, and I'm quite glad to see that we didn't cash in on him mm. Um, again, the uh, the pessimist in me says that Ashley thinks that he might be worth twice the amount next <laughs> season, and so it's more of a uh, an investment decision rather than a uh, you know one for uh, keeping the right players for the club and the fans. But yeah, yeah, he he had a great uh, great couple of months. Um, 
be interesting to see, you know, he missed a lot of the end of last season through injury. Interesting to see what he comes back on and he, he could really fill that spot for us. Mm. Um, but we, I think we feel a little bit light in the middle. Uh, so, you know, we've got a couple of, uh, couple of decent sort of slightly wider players in, you know, I think Richie isn't a world beater, but he, he works up and down the pitch really, really hard. Uh, St. Maximum, you know, interesting to see what he's like. Absolutely. Mm. We've got a couple of kind of wide pacey players. Um, but it, for me, you know, there's a bit of a gap in the middle. I'm relatively happy, uh, you know, Charles, Sells, um, sort of decent, decent couple at the back, um, which I think will do a, a good job alongside kind of Lejeune. And we've got uh, Bradnick was a good uh, sort of permanent goalkeeping move for us. Mm. So pretty comfortable, kind of steady at the back. Um, you know, we haven't got the sort of Alexander Arnold and, and Robertsons and um, mm. Mendes and whoever that might be giving us a different dynamic. But mm. from some of the defences we've seen in the years, I think we've got a relatively solid back line. Uh, it's just kind of moving that ball forward through the centre of the pitch, which hopefully Longstaff might might be doing for us this season. But I think having someone experienced next to him uh, with a slightly cooler head than John Joe Shelby would be a <laughs> good purchase in the next few days. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. All right, well, thanks very much, Ed. Thanks for joining us. Uh, pleasure, guys. And, uh, yeah, I'd say best of luck Liverpool for the uh, season, but uh, I'm not sure I mean it. <laughs> well, I'd like to see Newcastle stay up, but that's perhaps only because I'm chatting to you now. But... <laughs> All right, cheers, Ed. Cheers. Bye. Hello, welcome back to welcome back to the Two Pointer. It's the uh, latest in our series of Premier League previews uh, this week. And uh, with me, I've got a, a Spurs fan. Uh, Liam, how are you today? Good, good. Good to, uh, good to speak to you, Jono. Yeah, nice. Thanks for coming on. Um, and we thought we'd get you on for all Spurs opinion. Uh, as I know you're a diehard Spurs fan. Uh, last season was quite a wild ride for you boys. Uh, top four in the Champions League final. Uh, you'd have probably bitten, your, bitten our hands off for it at the start of the season, but it kind of ended in heartbreak, didn't it? Um, how you it's always the hope. It's always the hope. the hope that kills you. It is, it is. How, how, you, uh, how have you reflected on all that looking back and how you're feeling uh, for the upcoming season? Last season, I think, real success considering nothing was done in the market. The stadium taking as long as it did, but now is pretty phenomenal, to be honest. It's whether they can build on it and, to be honest, whether they can sustain what they've got with Pochettino. I think if they lose him, the whole thing could fall apart. He's probably more crucial than than anything, more important than Kane, Ericsson, any of them, to be honest with you. So it's positive, but I think they need to. I think they need to rebuild on last season, and a trophy would well that'd get the monkey off the back, wouldn't it? Really, <laughs> it'd be nice <laughs> for you boys, yeah. Um, <laughs> but you uh, see, for a, for a nice change, I'm sure for a Spurs fan, you have actually done some business this uh, this summer. Not not loads, but you've uh, done some business. Uh, who who have you brought in that you're uh, interested in? Uh, Levy, the tightest man in <laughs> North London. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's he's a savvy operator. I think Ndombele is going to be fantastic. He looks like an absolute animal, which would be good. Um, a lot of talk about Lo Celso, who looks good, and Bruno Fernandes, if he comes. I think it'll be one or the other, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's but, yeah. 55 million for Lo Celso, isn't it? But Bruno Fernandes is a bit less, isn't it? 
Yeah, I think it'll be one or the other, to be honest with you. I think Lo Celso, and then they'll push hard to get Ryan Sessegnon because for some reason Pochettino's really fallen out of love with Danny Rose, which is strange. But, you know, in Poch we trust. Indeed. Um, so, Nabole, uh, was that how you say it? The, uh, the sort of 60, no, 54 million from uh, Leon in the centre centre midfield, sounds like. Um, yeah, kind of the all energy. All fly midfielders, perhaps, uh, I don't know, sort of an answer to Dembele, but perhaps Dembele 2.0, something like that? Yeah, yeah, he's really good, running with the ball, um, created a lot of chances, was fantastic in the Champions League last year, if you remember, against City, was phenomenal for Leon then, um, just really good at breaking between the lines, a bit different to an Eriksen who creates it with the passes, more sort of breaking through the lines with his pace and almost a little bit of animosity, which Spurs need. Him and Sissoko together is a pretty formidable force, I think. So, fingers crossed. So, you're a sort of box-to-box midfielder who's going to bring the excitement and sort of energy into the engine room and just, just run the show? I hope so. I think Spurs still need uh, a creative spark, almost a little bit like Liverpool missed that, sort of that little spark that Coutinho used to bring. Spurs will miss that because he is all action and I think if they if they sell Ericsson, which is what it looks like happening, they need to have some sort of creative spot or just somebody who could do something different, a little bit out of the ordinary, something that could uh, you know unlock a defence if they're sitting deep or something like that. I think that would be important. Is that the hope with Lascelles then, do you think, or Fernandes? Or, 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 yeah, who, who would you prefer, I guess? I think... From seeing Fernandez when he was in the uh, the Nations League, from watching him a bit last year of Sporting, you know what you're getting. Lacelso is a bit of an unknown quality, but Poch does seem to know what he's doing. And again, he's got that Argentinian link, so I think he's more keen to get Lacelso in. Bit young, uh, he's quite young, so it's just difficult. Whether he's, I think the problem is Poch has obviously said he wants to get those transfers done. And if you look at the the Man City business and Liverpool last year with what Allison. And Fabinho, they got it done so early in the window that you can then build on it and you can like bread them into the team. Whereas Poch, leaving it to the last minute, which Levy loves to do, doesn't let him mould it as much as he'd possibly like to do, I think, which is always a concern. But Levy is the way he is, I suppose. Yeah, he's a serious uh, negotiator, isn't he? I wouldn't want to fancy sitting across the uh, other side of the boardroom from, but... uh... Yeah, I mean, I suppose you, you've at least done some business this summer and, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if you, you get some more. Where's the talk that Ericsson's going to go? Is it to Madrid or somewhere else? There's talk of Madrid, there's talk of uh, Juventus. I think Madrid's mainly if Pogba doesn't go, which, you know, it's, I heard a rumour that they've offered James as a swap deal, but, you know, whether that will probably try and get rid of Bale again, but doesn't look like he's going anyway. He's too busy playing a round of golf instead of moving on to play football <laughs> somewhere. Get his handicap down, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I don't blame him too much, I suppose. If they're going to pay him silly money, why is he going to move for a pay cut? It's true. But, oh well. um, but yeah, I think Madrid's possibly where he'd go, especially now that De Jong's gone to Barca. There's not that many other clubs that I think would, would take on Ericsson at the moment. Okay, so it was possibly able to go. Who who else has gone? I mean, there's only really one place to start, isn't there, McCabe? This, I'm sure you were devastated and crying, and, and yeah, just you know, having feeling like you've lost a family member. As the uh, the legend of the Spurs bench, Vincent Janssen, he's off, he's gone. 
Uh, do you know what? He was a bit of a cult hero, even towards the end of last season. He came on, and people were so desperate for him to do well. Like, absolutely desperate for him to do well. And he just, he just couldn't do it, could he? He was one of those... You know those players that come over from the Dutch league, and they're meant to be quality, and... And they're just they're just not they're just not up to scratch. I don't know. I think he's got a good player, but it just just couldn't do it. Just couldn't couldn't handle it. Oh, which sort of so. side didn't he for the Premiership? But uh, he's off to Monterey with the uh, in the Mexican League. So I mean, we we're talking thirty goals plus. Do you think for him next season? Oh, probably he'll be like as formidable as uh, Josie Outdoor or Bradley Wright Phillips out there. Probably the big you know guns. The big guns. Yeah, <laughs> those those big big strikers. Yeah. No um, doubts, no doubts. But who, who, who else have you lost that you're probably a bit more worried about than uh, Jansen? I don't know if I'm worried about the fact that we've lost Trips. I think Trippier last year, by his own admission, wasn't great. I think the problem is more that with Foyth in, injured now, he looked like he could do a job. Walker Peters, who is young still, there's a lot of pressure on him. And Aurier as a right back just seems to be a bit of a, a bit of a nutcase at times. Sort of, you never know what you're going to get. He's either going to be fantastic, or <clears throat> or he's running in and he's creating havoc or diving in where he doesn't need to. So I think that fullback spot, that right back spot, is a slight concern at the moment. But only because of the injury to Foyth, who did seem to be doing a bit of a job, especially the. Uh, the worst game of last season, the nil-nil or whatever. I think it was the one-nil loss to City at the end of the season, where they'd literally had enough of each other after playing each other three games in a row. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, so that's a, that's a concern. But you know what? Fair play to Trips. I think it's brave going out to Madrid. You know, you don't see many English players doing it, and I think he'll actually be a better player because of it. And to be fair, if we're saying all about Levy and I wouldn't, wouldn't doubt his record, but I didn't, I didn't think Madrid played a huge amount for Trippi. I know he's 28, but there's still, you'd think, some good football left in him and they got him for, was it about 23 million? Yeah, yeah, 23 million. And I mean, if any man's going to teach you how to defend, or just scare you into defending, really, <laughs> it's, probably, it's probably Simeone, isn't it? Yeah, and you think oh, he's God. got all, all that attacking ability and he obviously... We all think from the World Cup where he was absolutely superb. But yeah, at 23 million, you think, I've got to think he's, you know, half better, better than half the player Kyle Walker is who, who got, yeah, probably was about double the amount. And yeah, I'm sure it might be slightly older. But um, yeah, just just seemed a strange one. But he, yeah, he never seemed to quite kick on last season, never seemed to quite find form. So um, yeah, maybe you, you're happy to, to try different options there and, and yeah, I suppose invest the money in your midfield and elsewhere. Um, yeah, anyone else you think uh, coming before the end of the window then? Or is it, is it sort of hoping on one of the Celso or Fernandes or, or both? Or are you hoping for any reinforcements at the back or anywhere else? I think what I want, what I'd love, is that tricky, tricky... Uh, Spurs, probably more than any other club, is that second striker. Or, depending on the system, somebody to fill that, that role behind Kane. Because, inevitably, Kane will get injured and will probably miss a third of the season, which is what seems to happen for the last sort of couple of seasons and he still manages to score more goals than some of the other teams joint like strikers put together so which is fantastic but it's always that key key moment in the season that he gets injured and it's that second striker so you know that Zahar that Son role that somebody coming in and just playing those games and scoring those goals almost he'd cost too much but almost a Callum Wilson a backup striker somebody you know has got Premier League pedigree that can come in do a job and just get those goals because you know Son did a job, Lorente did a job, 
But you don't want to be put in that position again. It stretches the squad, and I think they will feel the fatigue. So it's that it's that role there. I think it's that second striker is what I'd like to see. But which quality striker is going to come to Spurs, knowing that Kane's the main man? You're not going to you're not going to displace him, are you? You don't know, and uh, yeah, I think think Son was probably your best player last season. But like you say, if you take him out, then he's then you've got to find wingers, and and you, all the pressure's kind of on him. And he was he was superb last season, but. If he can be that good again, it remains to be seen. Even if he's ninety percent that, you still got a very good player, haven't you? But um, yeah, it's perhaps I suppose a bit of depth was what you lacked last season. I think at times, and it'd be interesting to see if, if that, that gets any better this season. It still comes back at, at times. But, but I suppose on that note, what what are your uh, aspirations this season? Last season was, as we say, all you know, very successful in a lot of ways without putting a trophy onto it. But what what are you hoping for this season? I think. I think I'd, I'd look at it in sort of a twofold. For me, personally, I'd like to see a trophy, but I want them to be realistic. So I don't think there's any harm in pushing hard to get that league, sort of that league Cup. So if you look at Mourinho and his successful seasons, he'd always get that, that League Cup done, in, done and dusted in February, and then you build on it from there. And as a Champions League team, it now doesn't affect your, your programme. Because you get that time between qualifying in December, the final being in February, you're back into the Champions League and you've got a trophy, like City have done over the last couple of years. And you've got that in the bank. It stops people talking about a trophy and you push on. And sadly, I would personally sacrifice the FA Cup for that. I think it's an un... It's, it's, you know, the magic's kind of been lost a little bit. And for a team like Spurs, focus on the League Cup, focus on the Champions League and realistic aspirations... Get top four again. I don't think you're gonna push City and Liverpool. I mean, you'll push. You'll probably push them, but Spurs are not at the same same level as those two. So they need to, I think, consolidate their top four again and push for a League Cup trophy. Uh, you know, something along those lines. I think would be realistic. But if we're being honest, let's just win the Champions League, the league. Let's just do it a lot, shall we? <laughs> yeah, I mean, at times you seem to be close to getting into the title conversation last season every time you seemed to get close you kind of fell away a bit didn't you and you'd lose a game or two so you're not a million miles away but like you say it's they're both supreme sides at the minute on their city in Liverpool and to get up to that level would be a big ask so um, I think you're probably right interesting you, you're sort of saying get a trophy and get a league cup and it's probably not a bad shot and certainly I don't think it does any harm to get a, a trophy like that under you for all, for all the talk about you know playing youngsters and stuff so um, yeah see where you're going there so it sounds like you, you hope for a top four and possibly a trophy uh, Last question before you go, is there anyone else you've seen another club sign this summer that you really think would have uh, slotted in beautifully in your team? Uh, it's going to kill me to say it, but do you know what I really like, and I'm going to pronounce his name wrong probably, Danny uh, Ceballos, is it Ceballos? Ceballos. He was, uh, uh, <laughs> the other side, goes the the, other side of uh, North London. Yeah, I think from watching him in the, um, in the summer for the Spanish team, I think he'll slot him really well there if they play him. Obviously, he might not get that much game time, but he will fill that Aaron Ramsey role, I think, superbly well. And I'd really like... He's got that creative spark. He's got that knowledge and that sort of... He is young, so they, whether they play him that much, but I think he would have been brilliant just to maybe bridge the gap if Ericsson goes, if Lacelso doesn't come. Um, beyond that, I think, again, it pains me even more to say it, but I think Pulisic could be a really good move for Chelsea. As um, as an option, I don't think it'll be Eden Hazard, obviously, but I think he would have slotted in quite nicely at Spurs. Maybe sort of playing alongside Son behind Kane. Yeah. And then beyond that, I think 
it's more that, like I said to you, it's that second striker. I think at the back we're solid with Sanchez, Alderweireld, Vertonghen. Hold on to those guys because we're solid sort of at the back with your Sissokos, your Winks. It's that going forward, that final spark, that, that bit to unlock things. I think I would have loved to have seen a Pulisic, um, a Zaha, somebody like that. I think would have made a real difference to Spurs. Okay, yeah, fair point. And um, yeah, from the sounds of it, you might not be done just yet. So it could be still some some big moments for your club in the next couple of days before the transfer window's out. Uh, I'm sure you're. Rumours that Dybala, yeah, Dybala's coming. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't sound like he's on for United anymore. So I'm sure he's actually sure happy uh... saying Dybala. Um, indeed indeed. well Liam thanks very much for joining us on the uh, two partner I appreciate you coming thanks on thanks for having me yeah and um, best of luck for the uh, Spurs boys in the upcoming season cheers mate cheers boss see you later bye bye and this is Dan joining us today hi Dan hi how are you uh, Dan's a United fan so we're here to discuss everything about United um, pleased with the results uh, pleased with the uh, stuff that you've done over the summer transfers in yeah, fairly pleased. I think we all, I mean, everyone knows we've over, well, we certainly overpaid for Maguire and Wambazaka, but I think that was always going to happen, wasn't it? Mm. Because, you know, people knew we were desperate for defenders, but, you know, saying that, we can afford them both. And if they end up having really good seasons and sort of getting the defence back to where it was a few years ago, then, you know, people won't worry too much about, you know, how much both players cost. Um, I suppose they they're both gonna go straight to the starting lineup, aren't they? They're not they're not there as squad players, are they? No, certainly not Maguire. No. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, Wambasak is an interesting one. I still think it's a good signing, but I thought, you know, we signed Dalot last year, and I thought he was showing mm. signs of potential. So I'm not really sure is it Solskjaer's thinking he's not good enough because he's he's a similar age to Wambasaka, or was he thinking to play with a bit more forward? Because I know he he looked pretty good last year, didn't he? Mm. You know, I don't, I don't know what your opinion is. You know, going forward, putting some good crosses in, so. It, yeah, yeah. So I suppose maybe um, Wan-Bissaka it's only at the back of one season but he, he looked mm. really good didn't he and I suppose if that was the that was the chance to get him before another team comes and, and, and yeah. snips him up I suppose if you had if you had that opportunity to take him uh, I thought yeah I thought that looked alright I mean you, you saw a lot more of him than I did yeah. but um, I think Bissaka was one of the ones that was grabbing the headlines of uh, from the Premier League um, What? how, how do you think your, your defence will look now then is that do you think that's do you feel a lot more comfortable in, in your defence? Oh, definitely. Because I think if you look at what we think is going to be the starting lineup on Sunday, you know, you'd, you'd assume Wambazak is going to be the right back, Luke Shaw left back, and then I probably would say it'd be Maguire and Lindelof. And I thought mm. back end of last year, I thought Lindelof started to look like you know a lot more because that was one of his issues, wasn't it? it? It was like confidence making a lot of mistakes, but mm. he looked a lot more self-assured. So actually, if you look at that back four compared to last year with well, you know, centre-backs was just chopping and changing, wasn't mm. it? But we all know we've got several centre-backs, but none of them are very good. I thought um, Bailly was like meant to be like one of your, your, your better ones. Was he? Is he a bit temperamental? Yeah, I think we've discussed that before, haven't we? He he certainly started off and looked very promising. And despite, a, I forgot what his transfer fee was, was it about £30 million? And, But actually, when he first started, you thought, actually, that could be a bargain. But I think he's had three red cards. Right. Doesn't okay. play... Because he doesn't play that many games, and he's out now for I think four or five months. Oh right. Yeah, during pre-season he got injured. Oh, so right, he's okay. so then we're left with Jones, Smalling. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no more needs to be said. So, so yeah, if you look at the back four now, I think it looks it should be a lot more stable. You know, people know Maguire. He hasn't got any pace, and that's an issue. But 
you know, in terms of his leadership qualities, other attributes he's got. Mm. Yeah, I think it'll be a good signing. And, you know, I know De Gea had a blip towards the end of last season, but if you look over the last, basically since the last four or five years, he's been our best player. So, yeah. um, and yes, and I'm, I'm feeling a lot, a lot better about the signs at the back. Um, I mean, other than that, we've only signed Daniel James. Mm. So, but I've, you know, I've heard rumours today we're going in maybe a late deal for Ericsson. Oh, right. Because they're talking about pulling the plug on the Fernandez deal, which... Bruno Fernandes. Yeah, Bruno which, mm. um, you know, it's, I know, I think we've discussed this before, it's only the Portuguese league, but his stats last year was, I think, 32 goals and, like, 16 assists. Mm. That's Look, pretty good. You know, looked like a box-to-box midfielder, not relatively, I think his transfer fee, they're talking about around 60 million, which, you know, these days isn't that much. Mm. You know, for, he's about 24 years old, so I'm not really quite sure why that's happened. But, to be honest, if we didn't get him and got Ericsson, I think that, that would turn what's been a... Yeah, I think a fairly good transfer window that into you know a very good, if not a great one, if we could pick up Ericsson. But it is only a rumour. We don't know how how true that is. But yeah. obviously, Ericsson did say at the beginning of the summer, didn't he? He was he wanted a new yeah new challenge. Yeah, but whether he was looking at the Madrid <laughs> as yeah, opposed right. to Man United dropping down a level. Was he looking for a new challenge in that he's played in the Champions League now and now he wants to conquer the Europa League? Yeah, or... <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we still yeah we'll wait to see what happens by is it Thursday at Columbus? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so we'll wait to see what happens, but. Yeah, I think it's it's been a fairly decent transfer market, but probably looking more long term, isn't it? It's not yeah. these are, these players probably aren't gonna we're not gonna be pushing for the title next season or even top two. So and have you have you lost anyone? Have you have you sold anyone? Well, that's Lukaku's the Lukaku's not gone yet. Lukaku's not gone yet, and whether that, they're talking about Inter Milan coming in for another bid, but I mean they only bid fifty four million and we bought him for seventy five. So they're wait, mm. you know, we want at least our money back. If not, wasn't there a second bid of seventy three? Was that was that just a rumor? I think that I thought, was. I thought they'd come back in with it with another bid, but that might. Oh, be. maybe they did, but I mean, even at seventy-three, I think we don't need to sell him. No. Uh, I mean, he's not so much the one. And while you know, I think when, as we were coming towards in the last season, I think what most United fans wanted was a big clear out, as opposed to just as much as the players coming in. Mm. We've we've not got really, you know, obviously Herrera went, which was a, which will prove to be a big mistake, I think. Um, but sort of, you know. There's the Lukaku's, but then you look at maybe the Damians, Rojos, you know, why them players still there, whether they just mm. can't get rid of them or. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we've not, I don't, yeah, top of my head, I don't think we, we certainly haven't got, other than Herrera, no play of notes, you know, left the club. Mm. Um, but there's still a few days left, you don't know. I think, you know, it'd probably be better for everyone, including Lukaku, if he went. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll wait and see what happens in the next few days. But it'd be good to get at least one, if not two more signings. But again, we're going to have the problem we had with Maguire and wan I think we're going to be paying over the odds. Yeah, yeah. And is there, is there um, what, what do you think for the, the rest of the season then? What, what's your aspirations as a United fan going into it? <laughs> uh, I know you've spoken about it on the podcast before, about can anyone break into the top six? I'm, and no disrespect to the clubs below, I'm generally not worried we're not going to make the top six. It's a shame that that's possibly an aspiration how far United have fallen. <laughs> but I don't if you look at the club, I still I know you've certainly not really signed anyone of note, I don't no. Liverpool and City have obviously signed a couple of players, but um I still think you'd be looking at City Liverpool top two. Chelsea we just don't I, I think we just don't know what's gonna happen with them. Obviously they had the transfer ban and lost Hazard, but could they get a boost with Lamp Lampard coming in? We don't know. Mm. Um and then the other clubs around us, you know, Spurs and Arsenal again. You know, Arsenal have obviously made was it Pepe? They made quite a big sign in there, and then they signed the the lad from France, but sent him straight back. So it's not really like the the clubs around us have 
you know, really push forward in the transfer market. So I still think it's all up for grabs that third and fourth spot. But interesting that you're putting Spurs as a as a team around you. I think, I think they're on a different thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe. They're, they're a bit higher than you, aren't they? <laughs> but you've seen, you know, maybe things are not all right there. Trippier said there was problems. Yeah, really And Pochettino, what did he say last week that he shouldn't be called a manager? <laughs> if he said it, I should be referred to as a head coach because I don't have any say <laughs> in the transfer markets. You know, okay. I don't know if there's some rumblings behind there. Um, we we need to be aiming for top three or four, but. I think what I said last year is United fans just we need a reality check and mm. just concentrate on re you know, I think Solskjaer's doing the right thing rebuilding, you know. Obviously the swap deal, you know, with Lukaku going to Juventus, that was pulled out because they didn't feel uh, the lad at Juventus had the right the right reasons for coming to United. Mm. Whereas I think last year we would have panicked by he'd paid him what yeah. he wanted, you know, even though it wasn't the right transfer. So I think Solskjaer's doing the right thing and fans just need to be a bit patient because, you know, this year the best we can hope for is top four. Mm. But, you know, looking to the long run, he's signing some young, you know, young players. Mm. Yeah, Daniel James, I haven't really spoken about him. He, you know, a lot of pace, could be a really exciting player, but not to put too much pressure on him for... No, no. Certainly for this season anyway. Not to put too much pressure on him, but um, looking like a, a younger Ryan Giggs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <I'm> and, <really laughs> and what about, um, is there any other teams, I just thought last question, any any other transfers that you've seen other teams do in the Premier League this uh, this summer that you've, if you know, if you had your way, you'd have, you'd have jumped on that? I don't, like I say, if you look at the clubs, the, the, the clubs that finished above us, there's no particular transfer, like a single player that stands out that I would say, yeah, I really you know, wish we'd signed him. Mm. Um, Not even Nicolas Pepe? It seems a lot of money. I think yeah. uh, I don't know. Would Arsenal have been? You know, maybe you're saying this is a safe option, just increasing their bid for Saha a little bit more. You know, established <laughs> Premiership player. But then, yeah. how how ambitious that is bringing Saha in, thinking he's going to escalate you to the top. Mm. You know, two or three spots. I don't know. But uh, I think it's probably more the players that we haven't got that's been the frustration. You know, like I said, you know what we spoke about at the beginning that if we've got Ericsson, fine. But that's mm. probably still a long way. But you know, not going for uh, Fernandez, you know, that mm. just seems bizarre. We've been linked with him all summer. Why we haven't gone for him, I don't know. Mm. Um, so, no, in terms of the clubs around us, I wouldn't say there's any, you know, play. I think, like I said, we wanted the centre back. We've got Maguire, a lot of money, but we just have to put that aside. You know, we, yeah. he's better than what we've got. So, yeah. hopefully, that will improve things for us. But we'll just have to wait and see. You know, it's going to be exciting anyway, regardless yeah. what happens. Brilliant. Well, thanks, Dan. And yeah, um, yeah well, I'm sure we'll get you back on uh, later on in the season and see how those predictions came out. Right. Thanks a lot. Hello again. We're back with another team's preview uh, of the Premier League. Uh, this week we're at Everton with uh, well, perhaps regular on the two pinter guest uh, KB. How are you? I'm good. It's a pleasure to be back. Good to have you, KB. Good to have you. Um, yeah, we'll go straight into Everton. Um, what's been happening in this window? Who 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 you signed? What's uh, What's been happening in, uh, on the blue side of, uh, of the Mersey? I think it's more a case of what hasn't happened this week. Um, <laughs> the transfers. Um, unsurprisingly, we've had a, uh, a very active transfer window so far. And, yeah, some um, way. As, as the window starts to close, um, I don't know like I don't know how much you can read into it, but the amount of bids we're making at the moment for what seems quite average players is a little bit worrying. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, obviously, like the highlight for us is, um, I think, getting Gomez on a permanent deal. Uh, I can't believe no one else in the Premier League has come in for him or made a serious bid for him. Um, Twenty-two and a half million as well. That's a bit. That's a snip in today's standards. He's um, 
you can talk complete like the, the finish arc or whatever, but there's a lot of class and a lot of ability there, and at 22 million, you, it seems a snip really in today's market. Yeah, I, th- I thought last season he started off so well, uh, and that game at Anfield in the derby, um, he, you know, he's the best player on the pitch for most of that game. Um, yeah. I think it was a case of towards second half of the season, like the pace and intensity of the Premier League probably took its toll a bit on him. Um, and he did tail off a bit, but there's a class player in there, and he should be better than that this year. Yeah, sure. Um, and then, aside from that, like, I guess it's... We signed um, Moise Keane um, from Juventus, um, desperate for a striker. And, and, you know, there's a lot of talk about him being a, um, you know, next emerging talent in Europe. Um, but he is actually, you know, pretty unproven. I think he only played like 13 games last season or something. Um, scored half a dozen goals. Um, I'm quite excited by him. Fans seem excited by him. Um he has set himself a very modest goal tally of, uh, I think I heard today, seven goals he's targeting himself on um, for this season. So, um, not overly ambitious by the sounds of it. Not the most ambitious, that no, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a yeah, like prospect. He got in the news a bit last year, didn't he, with some problems with Italian fans, unfortunately, with him, but at 19 years old for, what have you paid, is it 27 million? Yeah, I think it's 27 uh, up front, rising to around 36, I think. Yeah, um, you know, at 19, you could sell him on again for good money, and if he is a star, um, then, yeah, be a striker that you've kind of needed for a few years now, really, haven't you? Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, at the very least, hopefully he should be an exciting player who, who brings some options to you. Yeah. Yeah, I think those are the two standouts. I mean, um, just excited to see how they go. Like, I mean, we're desperate up front, so... Um... So I hope they give him a good run and give him some service because um, you know he looks like he has the physical attributes to do well in the Premier League. Uh, we'll just have to see how he does against, I'd say, significantly better defenders than probably what he's played against before. Um, but yeah, I suppose he's a bit been in Serie A, wouldn't he? So you've had some quality there, but whether it's probably the as much quality or, uh, or as consistent a quality will be interesting, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but. Uh, um, they're apparently big and strong and quick, so um, yeah, let's see how it does. And uh, tough first game up against Palace, so why not throw him in? Yeah, go go for it. And uh, you signed a couple more centre midfielders as well. Um, you yeah, so, them in there, um, aren't you? obviously we, we lost a couple. Um, so I think James McCarthy's just on his way out the door, like today or tomorrow, um, to Palace. Um, and then obviously we lost uh, Ghana Gay to PSG. Um, you know, that's, that's a big loss for us because he was a real like engine room in that team and um, in that midfield and and kind of did a lot of the running for Gomez in many ways and the other players. Um, so that is a big, big hole to fill. But um, we've kind of done it with two players, I guess, where uh, Delph, which I think is uh, came in about 10 million, I think. And for me, that is a that's good value because he might not play every week. He might play 20-25 games a season but you know there's a winning mentality there from being at City and there's a lot of experience um, and if we can get you know if we can get some good performances out of him um, maybe in the same mould that you know Liverpool have with Milner for example um, player in the sort of latter half of their career then I think that's a I think that's a great bit of business He's still only 29 it's not like he's 34 you could have him for another 5 years easy Um 
I think yeah, I think it's an absolute bargain. Really, I guess City have got bigger and better out there. But for yeah, I think it was not a nine ten million. You just it seems it could be could be a really good bit of business there. And you know you've got the option of putting in a fullback if you get short there, which you played pretty well for there out there at City. Yeah, I, th- I think he'll play. Yeah, that's it. I think he'll play in his natural position for a change. And um, you know he will be that box to box player that Gay was or, or has been for us. Um, yeah, just I just hope he can stay fit because it'd be great to see the best of him. And um, you know he would definitely come into like the international reckoning. He's been playing every week, and um, he's been in and around the England squad a lot in the past few years anyway. So um, potentially, you know, a very good signing there. Um, and then the other uh, centre midfielder, um, I'm just going to guess on the pronunciation of this. I, I believe it's a silent G, so Bamin, um, who signed from Mainz in Germany. Um, I haven't seen him play yet, but um, the reports I've read and about him have been you know, really promising. But, you know, there seems like a really good player there. Um, for 25 million, you'd expect him to be, you know, a, a real solid like first teamer. Um, but um, but again, like I think you, from what I've read about him, um, you know, he seems like quite an athletic player, quite strong, not afraid to get into a tackle, and I think that's good for us because I think we. We've lacked a bit of that, um, you know, cutting edge or, or just aggression in midfield over the past few years. And I think somebody like him hopefully will uh, won't be afraid to put his foot in um, and win some challenges for us. But um, yeah, I think I think you look at like the players that we've signed. And I think it's just kind of uh, shows that there is an actual plan around what we're doing now. It's you know we're not signing like four number tens because they're available anymore. We're actually pinpointing specific positions, um, and even the sub goalkeeper, which I haven't mentioned, uh, Losor from Huddersfield. You know, he's he's not going to play every week, but you know, there's, it's solid competition now for Pickford, um, who I think needs it, judging by some of his mistakes last season. And uh, it just seems a lot more thought around what we're doing. Um, obviously, apart from the last twenty four hours. Yeah, I suppose. Um, where do you see? Yeah, what would you see? I mean, Zaha has been long linked to these now asking for a transfer, but you sounds like you've made a pretty competitive offer that uh, Palace wanted no part of. You supposedly went in for Iwobi today from Arsenal for thirty million. Uh, yeah, is there anyone particularly you're excited about, or terrified about in terms of these last twenty four hours in the transfer transfer market? So we're just about to close. Actually, I didn't mention him. We're just about to close on Sadibi as well. He's a right back from Monaco, um, so he's a French international. I think we've he's had his medical today and we're due to um, he's due to join on the loan with a view to buying him uh, maybe next summer I think that is a good signing for us you know because obviously his international calibre um, great competition for Coleman um, so I'm hoping to get that over the line I think in terms of I would love to get Zaha just because I think it's a real statement signing um, you look at his stats and you know, 10 goals 10 assists in the Premier League last season it's I mean, you don't look at that and go, wow, but he brought so much more out of the other Palace players when he was playing, and when he didn't, when he didn't play, they, they didn't win. So um, I think that would be a real statement of intent, and then probably get the likes of Arsenal and United um, a little bit twitchy about you know competition for you know that probably sixth, fifth, even fourth spots, you know where we are putting together a squad now where 
you, you could potentially consistently challenge some of those fringe teams who are just outside the top four. Yeah. Uh, anyone else? Uh, so yeah, I think Zaha, you're probably right, he is the, sort of, before I go on to anyone yeah, else, he probably is the, the exciting one, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, the others, I mean, we've obviously seen Iwobi, decent player, but, you know, it's not, I don't, I don't know, it's just not an exciting one, is it? Um, Decore, I know Silva's a big fan of him, I think he goes a bit hot and cold during the season, I think when he when he's in form, he's a really good player, but... I also think he goes missing for quite a lot of the games. Um, and we even put in a loan bid for Smalling today, apparently, which, for me, that's just... Uh, I Yeah, I'm not, I don't have many positive words to say about that. Um, we would have loved... That's terrifying, have, isn't it? Yeah, it, it really is. We would have loved to have got Zuma back. You know, obviously, <laughs> Everton fans got uh, free Zuma trending on Twitter for a few days. And um, we'd love to see him back because, you know, he was... He was a real, like solid player for us last season but I don't think that's going to happen um, I kind of like to see us you know this talk that we need another winger um, if we don't get Zaha I don't know what our other options are but I still think we need a bit more pace through the team somewhere um, and if we don't get Zaha I don't know where that's going to come from yeah so it's I suppose it's a bit Zaha or bust really I mean not bust because you, you, you've done some interesting looking business it'd kind of be a real uh, finish it off, wouldn't he? Um, yeah, we're in a uh, way to, to finish, but um, we'll see if, if Palace will budge or not. And there's not much time for them to sign much replacement now, is there? Nah, I mean, who knows what will uh, happen, Jono? We'll probably end up signing Coutinho in a shock deal last minute. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that'd be an interesting one. Uh, yeah, you can have him and Sigerson battle out for a sort of 10 roll. Um, <laughs> but anyone else gone who you're above? Well, you mentioned about uh, Gay going. Uh, anyone else uh, who, who's gone that you're, you're yeah, going to miss? Or you're, Obviously, club legend Jagielka moved on, um, finished up his club. Back to his uh, hometown, hometown club, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, um, I think he's going to have a tough season ahead at uh, Sheffield United, but um, but you know, great way for him to finish his career at the club where it started for him, really. Um, he was a fantastic servant for us and you know, probably one of the most, probably one of the best signings we've made over recent years, just when you think about, I think it cost like three or four million when we signed him. Um, and think about like the performances he put in consistently. Scored the greatest goal at Anfield that you know we all fondly remember. Um, so it's sad to see him go. And then um, and then the drawn out Adamola Lookman saga finally came to an end with him uh, returning to Germany on a permanent deal. Um, I, I think for a lot of Everton fans, it's really frustrated with that because I think it's the right thing to do to sell him, but. There's just so there's a frustration there. He didn't fulfil his potential. You know, he didn't. Either we didn't give him the opportunity, or I think it's part of that. But then also part when he did get chances. You know, when he did get chances, he didn't quite do enough to keep himself in the team. And um, it's just I don't know. It leaves a bit of a nagging feeling that he's moved on, and you know we couldn't do a bit more with him because when he first joined, I mean. I know the expectations were low, but I remember being at a Palace away game, you know, came on last 20 minutes and just started taking on people and just gave the fans a lift. Uh, and that's, you know, fans love that sort of player. Yeah, he never seemed to really get much of a look in, didn't he? And particularly under the sort of the Allardyce regime, just wasn't the player for, for Allardyce really in his six months there, was he? And then it seemed to, 
I don't know, maybe lose some confidence or, or perhaps not want to be there as much anymore. It never really took off for him, did it? And um, like you say, it is it's a worry when you get players full of potential that then go out the door and you wonder what might have been. Um, yeah, a bit, bit like a Serge Nabry at Arsenal, I suppose. That sort of, you know, um, promising sort of never really got going and then he went off to Germany and was tearing, tearing up trees there, apparently. You wonder if it would be that sort of situation for you. Yeah, um, I mean... He, he did have a good spell there in Germany the first time around, and I, I don't know. He seems like the sort of player who really needs that arm around the shoulder and, and constant kind of work to keep his confidence going. Um, and I don't think Marco Silva is really that character as a manager. Um, it's it's probably not. I think the um, Leipzig manager at the time is, is now the Southampton manager, if I'm if I'm right in thinking on that. And very sort of motivational type character when Lukman was there before and I'm not surprised there was more that you know they got out of him um, because I do think he's one of those players who needs that that confidence boost to to perform at a level um, you know a high level consistently um, but best of luck to him you know he didn't um, you know he signed off with a bit of class unlike certain ex-Arsenal captains this week um, yes and uh, yeah good luck to him yeah, so what are, uh, what are your aspirations for this season, KB? What are you hoping for? I think we can have a real good go at the top six. Um, I don't see any reason why we can't. Um, you know, the team's building nicely. I think the concern probably is the lack of goals still. Um, I don't see any reason why, you know, United have spent obviously quite a lot again, but like Arsenal seem in absolute disarray. I don't, you know, I don't quite know what's happening there um, and I think we can have a real go at like you know challenging them for maybe that sixth spot um, and I don't see why not because you know unless they make some signings they look weak in all the areas they have been weak for the last few years like centre back um, and centre midfield yeah um, I suppose uh, yeah Arsenal sort of a bit different to you I'd, I'd be excited by their attack um, but I mean this is an Arsenal preview but um, I mean, you say you say top six is top four realistic? Do you think? I think I'd say there's doubts in all in all three of Arsenal, United, and Chelsea. Do you think a march on top four could happen? Um, I don't. I think we're probably a few players short for that. I think I, we're short a centre back. Um, so with Zuma not there, Jagielka going, um, we're very much down to Mina, Keane, Holgate. Um, so that is a concern, and I just one of them loses form or gets injured then you know we're in a bit of bother there um, and then I think you know my concern is the lack of goals like you know where he might be amazing but he might just get seven goals a season so you know just yeah, you know, set those lofty targets but you don't know how that's going to work out um, and I think it's just those those two areas which I think would mean that we'd fall short you know you look at Chelsea you look at United you look at um, Arsenal got way more goals in their strike force United have spent heavily on their defence um, Chelsea obviously can't really buy any players at the moment but you know there's a real like solid core of players there and um, I know they'll miss Hazard but you'd still back them you'd still have them as favourites to finish you know above the likes of us or United or Arsenal yeah probably uh, last question then: Is there uh, anyone you've uh, looked over in NVSI at uh, and, and really wish that you know he's, he's joined another club and you really wish that Everton had signed him this summer? 
Yeah, I, I, I kind of pinpointed three um, when I thought about this. I, I think, you know, we're spending so much time and effort trying to get Zaha now. Um, why didn't we challenge Arsenal for Pepe? Because, you know, very similar price um, and he's two years younger. And yes, he hasn't played as much in the Premier League, but realistically, you know, with what we're offering for Zaha, we probably could have gone in there and offered a little bit more than Arsenal and probably got him. Because um, I know obviously Arsenal are quite constrained with what they can spend or, or, or you know, money they can offer up front at the moment. Yeah. Um, I think he's the main one, you know, you just think like, just wish we'd have been a bit, a bit more ambitious with that and, um, and gone out and got him. Um, I think another one uh, that I I would have liked to see this go after um, was Tielemans who, who gone to Leicester, obviously on loan there last season. Um, and I think he I think he looks a really tidy player. And obviously, as we saw for Leicester last season, you know, putting consistently good performances. And um, for forty million, you know, it's probably worth battling out with them for him um, because I do think there's you know he's, he's a young player as well there's there's bags of potential with him and he could have been a really you know really smart signing for us um, and then probably just one in the last couple of days that I picked up on and obviously being a uh, proud Welshman um, I keep an eye on uh, some of the lads coming through there and um, I know he is part of the you know part of the enemy um, the dark side yeah, that's uh, I do like Harry Wilson. I think you know, seeing him go to Bournemouth, we're looking for a wide player. Um, again, he might not be in you know, he's not in the maybe caliber of uh, Zaha, um, particularly at the moment, but you know, he's he is a good player and like he can score goals. And he's really impressive for Derby last season. Uh, I remember watching him in the playoffs against Leeds and you know, he had to take a penalty at Ellen Road and and slotted it away coolly. And I think. You know that shows a player who's not afraid to stand up and you know, take ownership over stuff. And um, you know, I, th I think I think he'll really come along in the next couple of years if he gets the game time. Yeah, Warren Fulton. So he's at uh, Liverpool, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there is that, but you know, they probably won't play him, so he'll end up moving at some point. Let's hope. Let's hope if he's any good. Um, well, thanks very much for joining us, KB. Uh, best of luck to the Blue Boys this season. Uh, yeah, sounds like there's, there's some optimism and it could get even better if you, uh, anything changes in... Or if some positive changes made in the next 24 hours. Depends who you sign, really, doesn't it? Because it sounds like anyone could come in at the minute. Uh, next in our instalment, we've got Dan. He's uh, a Sheffield United fan. Hi, Dan. Hi. Uh, so, Sheffield United, new boys to the Premier League. What about the signings, then? Who have you bought? Who's coming? Uh, we've got somebody from uh, Swansea. We signed Ollie McBurney. We've got um, somebody from uh, from Bournemouth as well, uh, Lise Mousset. So they're, they're both quite big money signings. Uh, spent nearly thirty million on those two, which mm. for United is is quite a lot. We never we've never really spent that kind of money. Uh, signed somebody from Forest as well, uh, Ben Osborne, uh, and then we've got Phil Jagiel coming back in as well. So mm. few uh, few players that have performed well in the lower leagues. Uh, and then Jaggy Elk, obviously, with his uh, his bit of experience in the Prem, so we've we've got a good balance, which is is nice to see. But we've we've tried to keep the main um, 
main ballast of the squad from what we got uh, promoted with just because we didn't want to disrupt it too much which is good mm. but obviously we needed a few more additions just to strengthen it a bit and, and have that bit more strength in depth and is Jagielka did he leave on good terms he's a bit of a fan favourite yeah yeah he is um, just from the things that happened when he played for us like some of the goals that he scored against Leeds um, I think there was a big one against Middlesbrough as well mm. Uh he went in the net one time when we were in the Prem uh, against Arsenal. Uh, he kept a clean sheet. So, yeah, he's uh, he's, a, he's a bit of a fan's favourite, and we, we wanted him to come back. And he's always had a bit of a, a place for United in his heart. So it's good to have good to have him back. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So, so will, who's he? Is he likely to start? Is he going to? I think he's. he's I think he's going to be more of a squad player. Um, the the main centre halves that we've got are going to stick in uh, with Egan, O'Connell, and Basham. I think. Uh, but obviously he's a good player to have around the dressing room just mm. like I said that bit of experience and stuff so to have somebody like that in there just to kind of help the lads along and just try and steady them a little bit when it comes to some of the bigger profile games it, it'll be uh, it'll be important for us I think well, So from what about goals you've, you've got the um, the ever goal scoring Billy Sharp Yeah um, I'd love to see him crack on and, and score as many as he has but obviously it's, it's another level up everybody's been criticising him saying he's championship league one player and mm. um, which everybody said that in the championship, uh, and then he scored twenty odd goals. So mm-hmm. you never know. I think he's he's going to be the kind of player that's going to notch ten at least. Uh, yeah. he's, he's a poacher. He's not going to be one that's going to bang him in from thirty odd yards. But again, he's another squad player. Um, McBurney, like I said, the the player from uh, Swansea, he scored twenty odd last season. Mm-hmm. Seventeen million signing. So we'd we'd like to think that he's going to contribute a bit. But he's a different player. Uh, mm-hmm. He's he's quite big and and strong, so he can hold it up well. But he's uh, he's a good finisher as well. And then with with Moose as well. Um, which I, d- I don't really know a lot about him to be honest with you, but he's uh, he's a promising signing. Apparently, Wild has watched him for a few seasons, and he's he's been a fan of his. So he's uh, he's not done as wrong with any other signing so far. So mm-hmm. hopefully, he'll be another good addition for us. And what about the uh, the wild card signing, Ravel Morrison? Yeah, he's, I think a lot of people thought that he was just going to come in and just kind of play along with it and and not really give it that much of a go, but because of how his career has gone from starting off so well and then he's just kind of slacked off a bit and to be given that chance again to play mm-hmm. in the Prem I think he's going to grasp it with both hands you'd um, hope so wouldn't you yeah and he's, he's got uh, a year's contract um, and he, he did have an injury before uh, the pre-season game started which put him out for a few of them yeah. so we were a bit unsure as to whether they were going to offer him a contract because it's uh, a reoccurring injury apparently but we've from what we've seen of him in the preseason games, he's he's been quality. Like he's he's quality on the ball. He's he's so calm and composed. He's just he's a different kind of player. But again, he's the quality that we need for the prem. So he's a, he's another good player to have. But as long as he keeps his his mind on it, because that's what a lot of people have said. It's his mental attitude mm. that's let him down in the past. So fingers crossed. Different manager and so different got, squad. Got good gaffer to keep him grounded, didn't he? Yeah, he has. Um, like I said, he's. From two years ago being in League One to now Premier League, no United fan ever expected it. No. When when we when he came in, uh, I must admit I didn't actually know who he was. Mm. Um, as soon as Adkins was sacked, he was brought in, and then things just changed straight away. Like mm. it's it's been a, a massive turnaround, but it's been absolutely unbelievable. Mm. All right, then so that's players coming in. Any any players that you've lost? Um, we've let a few go. Uh, but it's mainly been sh- uh, players that have just kind of been on the the fringes of the squad. Nobody that's been major really, uh, apart from one, uh, Mark Duffy. He's a, a centre attacking mid, but he's apparently he's had a bit not a bust up, but he's he's not been happy with his role um, yeah. that he's been playing in pre-season games, and he's been dropped to the under 23s quite a lot. So mm. in terms of him trying to be integrated into the team for the Premier League season, it's looking a little bit unlikely, mm. uh, and the 
the numbers uh, for the players have been released today and he's not been included in the, the squad. Yeah, so from 1 to 25, he's, he's not in there. So really? Yeah, I mean, again, he's a fan's favourite because he scored a massive goal for us against Wednesday. Mm. Um, and he's the kind of player that can turn a game on its head. But a, a lot of United fans know that he's a bit of a hit-and-miss player. He's not overly consistent. So, mm. again, like with the likes of Ravel Morrison, is Duffy better than Morrison? Probably not. So that's why he's probably gone yeah. uh, towards the door. But... Yeah, it's uh, it's a bit of a shame to lose him, but other than that, the other players have just been um, players that have just been kind of on the edges of the squad. But yeah. I think we needed to get rid of a bit of a bit of dead wood, which is it's been it's been good. We needed to freshen it up a bit and mm. bring some good quality players in. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and then, so what's your aspirations as a United fan for the season? Then? <sighs> uh, it, it's a toughie. I mean, I'd, I'd love us to go on and say that we're going to do a Wolves and we'll get Europa League, but. Again, you you look at the players that Wolves signed in their first season compared to us, and then you look at Villa as well. They've made nearly two hundred million pounds worth of signings, and mm. we've spent maybe forty tops. Yeah. So, I think for us, obviously, the main aim is to avoid relegation. But yeah. with the with the players that we've got, the manager that we've got, we're just going to go in and give it as all in every game. And I I genuinely do think we'll stay up. Yeah. Um, and then it's just a bit of a building block. We're back where we want to be, which is what the owners wanted, and it's what the manager wanted, mm. and obviously the fans as well after. A, a very long slog out of the Prem mm. um, so I think we've had to give it a good go in terms of signings and stuff to make sure that we stay up because we, we don't want to let this opportunity go because no. it's, no. it's been a long time since we were there um, so we, we've got to we've got to give it a go and, and try and stay there because otherwise it, it could just again it could just flip on its head and we could end up back down in League One as, as quickly as we've come back up so yeah. we've, uh, we've we've got to be uh, we've got to be clever with how we play and um uh, the formations that we play and obviously the approaches to games when it comes to some of the bigger clubs um, but I don't see why we couldn't stay up I mean mm. look at Huddersfield they they did it in their first yeah, season true. Uh, and then in the second season as well they didn't invest as, as much mm. and that's why they ended up coming down so I think mm. that kind of highlighted to us that we've got to spend mm. and we've got to get that little bit more quality in um, so as long as we do that and, and maintain the quality of the squad I, th I think we'll be fine mm. yeah. I, I'd like to think so anyway Yeah, and, and what kind of are you a, a team that's going to come and lump it up top to Billy Sharpie? A team that's going to play the attacking way, or you know, keep it on the deck, or what's the the style of football that we've had? Uh, I know from from Sky Sports and a lot of other teams and a lot of other uh, pundits know about us is we've got three at the back and we have over overlapping centre backs. As stupid yeah. as that sounds, <laughs> so we've got our wing backs and then the centre back just bomb on past them, yeah. uh, and then the central defensive midfielder kind of sits in and makes a three right, uh, so. in the defence. So. From that, if we carry on like that, we're going to be a team that's just going to go in all guns blazing. Nice. Which I think we've got to. You, you can't <laughs> sit back in the Prem. You've got to give it a good go. You've, yeah. you've got to score as many goals as possible. You've got to get your wins. So mm. we've got to stick with that, but obviously try and be a little bit more cautious. We can't just be bombing centre-backs on every game against the likes of Liverpool, City, Chelsea, your, your bigger teams. We've got to be a little bit more cautious with it, but that's the essence of our squad. That's how we've got up. So we can't change it too much, but... We're, we're definitely a, a football inside. We're not a, a, a long, direct ball. We like yeah. to play good football. And I think that's shown again from the players that we've signed, like your Ravel Morrisons and stuff. Mm -hmm. he's, he's a technical player and that's obviously the kind of style that we like to play to. Yeah, brilliant. Well, I look forward to that then. And uh, just one last question. Is there any other signings you've seen in other Premier League clubs? Um, I suppose it's almost like a money's no object question, but even, if, even a reality uh, or real kind of... Um, they were, we, we were supposedly after uh, Neil Morpay from Brentford uh, and he's gone to Brighton oh, yeah. now for 20-odd yeah. million. Um, 
and it was between him and uh, McBurney that we were supposedly after, and then at one point we were supposed to be after both, but we've only gone for McBurney now. Apparently it was something to do with, um, I think it was wages or something to do with the agent as well. So that was the only reason that we missed out on him, and I think he would have been a, a good player for us to have, just as another backup player or uh, as, a, as another different option to have. Mm. Uh, but with the strikers that we've got, I think we'll be all right. But him... Um, I know Villa have signed Tyrell Mings. He's, he's a he's a unit. Mm. Yeah, he's he's going to be a massive player for them. Just sitting at the back, um, just orchestrating it really. Is but again with our defence, I think we'll be all right. So maybe one or two that we maybe could have signed, but I don't think there's anybody that I can say that we've we've missed out on that we're really really going to miss or that we should have got. Um, so I, I don't think we can be disappointed at all with the additions that we've got. Brilliant. Well, we look forward to it. Thanks. Thanks so much, Dan. Thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll probably catch you. Maybe halfway through the season or towards the end of the season and see how it's going. Okay. Right. You. Cheers. Cheers. Right, great. And we had some really interesting uh, views there from uh, our contributors. So thanks very much for that. Yeah, cheers, Caps. So now, Jono, it's uh, back to us. And we'll, well, I'll ask you first. Uh, Arsenal. Who, uh, what signings have you made this summer? Got to start with the uh, one, the only, the big kind of surprise, really. It came a bit out of... Uh, left field and was the most shocking thing that it was a deal done fairly quickly which is just <laughs> unheard of for Arsenal but Nicolas Pepe uh, the right winger from Lille for uh, reported 72 million uh, supposedly it's split over uh, a number of years and that's why Arsenal been able to afford it because there was a lot of talk about how poor Arsenal were at the start of the summer which I think is, sounds like it's all been a bit of a smokescreen really um, <laughs> but yeah he, he's the big exciting one um, Arsenal probably ever needed a bit of whip for a while but he wouldn't have been the first sort of priority of most um, fans but at the same time a uh, pacey attacking player who scored over 20 goals and I think about 10 assists last season in France is very exciting mm. uh, you watch the YouTube highlights um, chatted to some of our other uh, contributors about YouTube highlights and the perils of falling in love with them but um, yeah Pepe looks great he looks um, pace uh, skill he dribbles he seems to run up players and commit them um, yeah very exciting uh, how he's going to fit everyone in I'm not quite sure I assume he'll Maybe go four two three one and have Pepe and probably Aubameyang either side of Lacazette and then mm. possibly Ozil in behind or or maybe we'll just play some sort of front three of Pepe Aubameyang and uh, Lacazette. But yeah, that's the the, the big one. Uh, the other one that could be very interesting uh, is probably Danny Silivas, who they've got it on a loan from Sabias, sorry, um, from Real Madrid, who sounds sort of like a a reasonably uh, all action box to box midfielder. Um, he, he's quite highly rated by Madrid. Uh, they were apparently. Uh, saying no uh, in no certain, certain, certain terms to a permanent transfer and wanting to get some game time um, mm. so not, not ideal from our perspective but if he is um, a man who can create a bit um, can also put himself about and, and carry the ball then that will be a big bonus and if you could sl- slot him in next to someone like Torreira um, or possibly maybe instead of an Ozil um, it sounds like he can play a bit of 10 and a bit of 8 so not quite sure where he sees him um, he could be a very interesting option, and I suppose he's probably the, the Ramsey replacement. Um, uh, it sounds like he doesn't shirk his defensive work. I wouldn't say Ramsey shirked it, but I wouldn't say Ramsey had an oust there. If, if he's got a bit more about him holding a position as well, um, that'd be really good. Um, so, yeah, he sounds a very good player. Shame it won't be longer. Uh, so, yeah, two big ones, and then, yeah, and then kind of the other big signing was, was uh, <laughs> William Sullivan, the 18 year old centre back who they sent out on loan. Um, <laughs> Where's he I gone? You're going to probably ask. He's gone back, uh, back to Cincinnati in his old club um, yeah, right. for more game time, which might be um, might be good for his overall development. But you're probably going to ask me about who they haven't signed or what they haven't done, and 
and we'll come to the uh, centre back conundrum. So um, yeah, it sounds like he's probably a useful prospect at 18 and, and getting in there early. But um, yeah, there is a need at centre back anyway. So sending away on loan seems interesting, but I guess they'll uh, guess they're thinking about long term, not just for this year. Mm. Oh, what? So do you think <laughs> you touched on it briefly? But do you think basically it's just going to be the front three? Give them the ball and let them do what they want with it, and they'll find their own positions and into interchange. Yeah, it, it depends on what he wants to do with Ozil. Um, Ozil was the. <laughs> um, what, what would you do with Ozil? <laughs> I wonder if there's there's room for a bit of four two three one in there, and have o, I think Ozil feeding all three of them would be uh, Ozil at his best feeding all three of them would be very exciting. Um, mm-hmm. But Ozil at his best. Um, is, uh, comes and goes, uh, mm. shall we say? Um, so you know he could do, I suppose, something like uh, what uh, do you remember what Holland had in the World Cup under Van Gaal, where they had Robin Schneider and uh, uh, Van Persie, and they all just kind of bomb, just stayed just up. Did what they wanted, yeah, yeah. And um, see, so, yeah, I wonder. I mean, that would that would be exciting. I think in terms of them three, you know, they have Bang Yang and Pepe with a hell of a lot of pace, and then Lacazette, um, a touch of class, very nice touch, and yeah, uh, can probably bring it bring it together a bit more, and then. Sounds like all three could finish. So we would potentially be tempted to do that and then sort of make some system around that with maybe a bit more of a solid base at midfield. Um, mm. But in saying that, I'm not sure there's a player there to have the solid base beyond possibly Torreira and then maybe Ceballos if, if he works out. Mm-hmm. Um, so unless but, you could do some sort of <laughs> wing-back system maybe. Do you um, like, you're not including Xhaka in your solid base then? No, funnily enough, I'm not, Gareth. Um, <laughs> I, I saw he was talking about taking the captain's armband, which sent a shudder down my spine. Um, wow. Now that, now that that bastard Koscielny's uh, disappeared. Um, so, oh, uh, yeah. Well, that leads us nicely on to the second question, uh, Jono. You touched on it there. Any interesting sales? Yeah, um, you've, yeah, you've probably got to start with uh, Koscielny. He's not actually the biggest transfer. The biggest transfer is uh, another centre-back uh, who never played for Arsenal that I remember. He may have come off the bench a couple of times as a youth player, but Christian Bielek went to Derby. But uh, mm. yeah, the big loss is probably Laurent Koscielny. Uh, well, Aaron Ramsey, I suppose, would be one, but that one's been on, the, you know, we've known about that one for six months now or so. Mm. Um, yeah, Koscielny has, uh, yeah, he's, it's, all, it's all gone very sour. Um, someone who thinks has been a, a cracking servant for... I think 10 years now, the best part of 10 years. I think it was, yeah, I think it was like maybe 08, so maybe a bit longer. Mm. Um, been a really good player, injuries have, have blighted him, uh, particularly last season, a bit before that, he's, he's probably never been the, the 40 games a season player. Um, but he's he's been the sort of heartbeat of that defence for a number of years and, and always a good player and there always looks a hell of a lot more solid with him in there, um, pacey, classy. Mm. But yeah, he kind of aggregated for the move and didn't go, um, didn't go on the pre-season tour, sort of went on strike and then... Um, and yeah, you hear different. His side seems to be saying that he was promised different things and weren't delivered. Um, but yeah, you're still under contract. But then yeah, just he did a video, a video yesterday after leaving where he uh, had an Arsenal shirt on at the start of the video and then he like stripped it off onto a Bordeaux shirt <laughs> underneath, which you just have a bit of class as you leave Koscielny. Like he's a great <laughs> servant, and I think a lot of fans would have bid him sort of farewell and said, yeah, if he wants to go and finish in France, I can sort of understand it. Um, but yeah, just gone out and leaving a sour taste in my mouth. So, so yeah, real shame that because um, mm. yeah, kind of yeah, real sour ending to to a good career um, and leaves uh, even more of a gap at the back. Yeah, and you, you also lost. So Peter Czech also retired, didn't he? Um, he did. Uh, and and uh, speak- the mighty uh, the mighty legend of the uh, bench, Carl Jenkinson, uh, <laughs> yeah. finally moving on on, on not on loan. He's gone to off the forest. Got the so, forest, uh, yeah. He um, yeah. and he's Ospina as well. So does that mean? Who's your, have you got a backup keeper somewhere? 
Uh, he's the Spanish lad who's uh, coincidentally he's uh, he's the wife of a good a friend, a good friend of my other halves. So uh, yeah, um, he, he Emmanuel Martinez. No, Emmanuel Martinez. He's been uh, he's been on loan in Spain a few times, so I think he'll be yeah. taking the backup role. Yeah, very um, good. Um, and well back went as well, didn't he? Yeah, he um, didn't get signed a new contract, and I saw Watford have picked him up today, haven't they? Oh, um, right. Yeah, so I think, uh, he's... Uh, I think Ed, our Newcastle fan, was, uh, was what opened that he would, he would come their way, but... Yeah, yeah so. I think he'll be a good option for someone. He's um, another one who's, I was going to say his Arsenal career, but his kind of whole football career really has been blighted by um, <laughs> injuries, hasn't it? And uh, mm. yeah, he had, he had issues standing on the pitch of Arsenal too, which was a shame, but um, yeah, um, best of luck to him. Okay then, and third question: What, what aspirations for the season? Where, uh, where Arsenal? Where do you think they'll finish, or <laughs> is it heart and head kind of situation? Yeah, a bit of that. Uh, so I think uh, I say top four, the fourth place. I think is reasonably open. I think Spurs, if they sign Dybala, as is rumoured, they they're looking very strong and probably. Well, I think could if Dybala comes, I think they have that sort of second attacking option of more goals. I think think they're a potential threat to you two. I probably would mm-hmm. still predict them third. Um, but yeah, I think they'll put them a cut above. Um, but uh, yeah, I think um, I think fourth would, would be aspiration. Uh, but it, it's very much dependent on sorting this defence out, which looks worrying. Um, yeah, I think Europa League was a good run last year. I expect another good run in that, and um, yeah, maybe a, a trophy run of some sort. Um, but yeah, I'll probably probably go back to the Wenger days and push for, for fourth spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, unless some serious action is had before tomorrow, and by serious, I'd probably mean not one but two centre backs of, <laughs> of, of a good quality. I don't really think can be fair much more than that. But I think I think it's open. Chelsea, who knows? Um, and uh, United, uh, who knows again? Um, and yeah, then the likes of Everton and Wolves will, will push. But um, I think if I think if Pepe fits in well, it could be a very exciting attacking unit, and that that's really fun to think of. Mm. But um, but yeah, uh, overall it's just a yeah, it's a fourth. We sort of hope maybe. Okay, so fourth, fourth you hope. But is, is it was that heart then? Was it? What does head say? That is heart. Yeah, I think. Um, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if it's fourth. I wouldn't be shocked if it's sixth, kind of thing. I, I, I okay. wouldn't put for any louder than that. But I think I think fourth's very achievable. But it'd be interesting to see how Chelsea adapt under Lampard. How United fit in. Um, well, talking to Chelsea, there was rumour. So gone back to your other question, but um, Louise has stopped training, hasn't he? And, and talk that he's trying to force a move to Arsenal. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not quite sure I feel that well. I have a horrifying thought that you can have Louise and Mustafi next to each other, which just smacks of a oh, clangers waiting to happen, doesn't it? Um, well, surely Louise, Louise is a decent, well, he's a very good player. Surely, surely you'd welcome that. Uh, I mean, he's better than Mustafi, sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, very good. He he has his moments, but he can also have moments of madness. And um, yeah, I think he'd probably fit in quite well last year, and I'd rather have someone fancy being a bit more solid. I mean, he'd be better than nothing for sure. I think he's he's better than some of the options, and maybe Louise Socrates pairing could be reasonably solid. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, hard to uh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I I probably have seen a lot more of Louise, and I've seen someone like a Ruggiani or a um, 
the German, the bloke with the German club, uh, Dapo Ukaneka, I can't even say his second name, it gives me you, uh, mm. he's linked for 55, 55 million euro today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but Louise, you probably think it's not going to improve anymore and you kind of know what's coming. And, yeah, proven and quality. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry, go on. No, quality would some, sometimes be the word with Louise, I wouldn't say it always was. <laughs> uh, okay, and then the final question, uh, any other the Premier League's transfer business over the summer that you kind of looked over and green-eyed monster and thought, wish we had that? Yeah, I mean, it sounds a bit um, bit bonkers to say almost, really, because I, I think the fee paid for him is, um, is large, but um, it would probably be Harry Maguire, just because mm. I think the centre-back is such a point of need that... Um, yeah, I like Maguire. I think he's a handy player. I don't, I don't think he's the best defender ever of money, but um, yeah, it's not my money, is it? So it'd probably be Maguire just because he's kind of been the big defensive one that I've seen, really. Mm. Um, yeah, I'd be interested to see how the likes of Pulisic get on. Um, yeah, yeah. Possibly that Rodri at City, if he's sort of the Fernandinho era, I think Arsenal could, you know, could still do with someone in the engine room who was handy and moved the ball well. It, it sounded like. He was used to and looked alright on uh, on the weekend against Liverpool, from what, from what I heard. So um, possibly him, but yeah, probably Maguire would be number one choice just for a, a solid commanding presence in that centre back uh, engine room that, that has been lacking for a while. Really, even even when Koscielny there, he probably wasn't that ball winner that the Maguire is. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, I think that wraps up Arsenal and uh, time to put the shoe on the other foot. Okay, Gareth. So, uh, Liverpool. Uh, what's uh, what's been happening to you? Who's uh, who's come in? Well, <laughs> what a summer! Uh, I think our biggest signing is a bloke called Adrian, and that's about it, really. Um, so, Adrian, the old West Ham goalkeeper, uh, he's come in on a free uh, after after Mingle went, and that's only happened in the last couple of days. Uh, another lap. It's a couple of sixteen-year-olds. Uh, one who's already got in trouble for uh, taking the mick out of uh, Harry Kane. Um, last season um, but footballing wise he, he promises to be a decent player so um, yeah we'll see how that goes and uh, the other one um, I mean I, I don't know much about Harry, uh, Harvey Elliott but um, I know even less about Sepp van der Berg <laughs> um, so yeah two 16 year olds I don't know a lot about and Adrian and that's our summer business done next question Pretty quiet. I did. I did notice Adrian. I think that's. I think Adrian looked quite quite a handy keeper. So it's not a bad yeah. second option to have. I wouldn't think. Um, yeah, I, I, I su- he's only 30, 33 I think I read. Um, so yeah, it, it, it certainly. Uh, I mean, obviously, when we lost, when we got rid of Mingley, we needed somebody, and it looked like it was done quite quickly. So it was, perhaps it was something that we, uh, we had in the pipeline for a while. But um, but yeah. Uh, Pleased with the signing, um, without it being uh, something I'm gonna. Shout, shout my mouth out about uh, you know a brag to all the other uh, fans, but yeah, pleased with the signing. Okay, so who's gone? Uh, yeah, we got rid of got rid of a couple of players. Um, I suppose Danny Ings, he'd already gone really, but Southampton took uh, paid twenty million for him. Um, Moreno went on a free uh, back to Villarreal, oh, well to Villarreal, back to Spain. Uh, and then, unfortunately, we lost the sort of disappointing one. Was we lost a young lad called Camacho. Um, he went for five million. He didn't want to sign another contract. Um, so I don't think we wanted to lose him, but we have. So yeah, fair enough. Uh, and then Mingale, um, we got another sort of six million or so for him. So not not, not bad business really, because he's doing well. I think we got just over thirty million for the, for Camacho, um, Ings, and 
uh, Mingale, which you know three players that probably weren't going to make much of a uh, dint into the uh, the first team squad. Um, and then a lot of a lot of players on loan, hoping that they're going to get a bit more experience. A bit disappointed that uh, Harry Wilson's gone to to Bournemouth. Um, I think he looked really good for Derby last year, and um, as a Welshman, I think he looks good for Wales. So, yeah, I was was hoping that this season he might kind of kind of kick on a bit. But I suppose at least he's going to a Premiership team, and hopefully, um, you know, he saw Brooks do well there last year. Hopefully, he gets the the same kind of uh, opportunities as Brooks. I think in fact, I think Brooks is a, is a long term injury, isn't he? So maybe maybe that's part of the thinking. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully, see him develop. Um, down there and in the Premier League, and then come back and play uh, play well for us. Okay, so overall, it's a pretty quiet, or well, very quiet summer, really. There's not any great rumours of you uh, signing players before the deadline tomorrow, is there? That I've seen uh, anyone that's been talked about as coming in last minute. No, not really. Um, I think like we've been linked with Coutinho, possibly, um, but that's only if it's a loan move. Um, there's rumoured that there's three or four teams. Um, I thought I think Spurs have now ruled themselves out, but three or four teams who are looking to uh, potentially loan him back. But I think Barca want 80 million, so I, I can't see him coming back in. Um, but yeah, other than that, yeah, I don't think don't think there's anything that's that's particularly rumoured. Uh, so, what are the season aspirations? And can you go better than last year? Uh, that's got to be the aspiration um, in terms in terms of the Premier League. Uh, obviously, it turned out to be a very good season last season, um, and I, you know, relish another run in the Champions League. I think we've uh, yeah, we've certainly got got the um, well, we've shown we've got the pedigree for a Champions League over the last two seasons. So yeah, well, why not have another run on that? Um, but I, as ever, I suppose for the last same same old record for the last thirty years as a Liverpool fan, um, this season could be our year and. Uh, yeah, it's got to be the Premier League, hopefully. Uh, it's difficult because you think we were one point away from City last year and they've strengthened considerably, well, not considerably, but they've broken their transfer record again. Um, so, yeah, they, they've certainly strengthened uh, this season. Um, yeah, just hope that we can we can at least keep pace with them and then hopefully put a bit more pressure on them uh, towards the end of the season. So, yeah. Aspire to, to be finishing first, but um, but yeah, top two or top three at the very least. But top two um, needs to be uh, needs needs to happen, and then um, yeah, why not a, a trophy in or at least an attempt at a trophy in, in the FA Cup or League Cup that we've not we've, we've barely scratched the surface on the uh, with uh, with uh, Klopp. We've had one uh, League Cup final, but uh, nothing not anything in the FA Cup. And um, yeah, Champions League is uh, is something that we. It's not quite our bread and butter, but it's something that we know. So yeah, why not have another uh, tilt at that? Um, what What do you think will push you beyond City this year, or conversely, what What would hold you back from from winning the title this year? What do you think is gonna What do you think it will come down to ultimately? I think what helps us this year is the confidence that we can go that close. Um, the, you know, last season it was all a bit unknown. It was a bit of an exciting journey, and uh, let's just kind of see what happens. We probably didn't really. I know we had a good lead, but. We didn't have the experience of having been up in a in a title chasing team, and um, yeah, maybe that, that cost us at times. Uh, having that mentality, you know, a couple of results midway through the season, it's difficult to criticise results when you when you hit ninety seven points. But there was you know Everton away and United away, two that spring to mind. Leicester at home, uh, a couple of results that you know you think oh, if we 
if we really believed in ourselves, would we have just um, just gone all out and, and tried to get the three points? Um, so that I think can help, um, and that I think could could potentially push us closer to City. Well, I say push us closer. Hopefully, have more points than them. <laughs> Couldn't get much closer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But then I suppose equally, you know, it was a it was a very good season last season, but there were some times where you know luck, luck went our way, and I think you need that to, to win any title, but. Um, is that going to happen again this season? Um, yeah, time will tell, I suppose. It will. Um, I suppose I'd, I'd wonder, are you going to be um, possibly a bit top-heavy and if a uh, couple of the big boys, well, particularly the two, I suppose, really, Mane and Salah, if one of them is out for an extended period, will that hold you back? Because I suppose reinforcements there, you've got Bruce through, supposedly going to be an option there, but they look lacking a bit um, when compared to perhaps City's front line, which they've got a few more options, I think. Um so you wonder, and it sounds, you know, reading articles this summer, it's been pretty relentless summers for your boys, hasn't it, with mm. Mane and Salah, uh, and for me, they have all playing the African Cup of Nations and Copper America, respectively, so mm. um, it's probably, you, you might have to be careful with them, and you, you should be good enough to beat some of your sides early on, but you wonder if he's going to have to um, manage those boys a bit, as I think we talked about in a previous pod, didn't we? Um, yeah, I wonder if that will come back to... To hurt you, and if you're going, you know, or yeah, if you've got you've got to rest money for the good of him, so he doesn't go out longer. But or Salah, and then then what does that mean for your games in between? Yeah, I, I see that point, and I think um, if that's linking onto the other question about um, who do we wish we or who, who would I looking at green eyes over at? Uh, oh, Segway himself. <laughs> what uh, who I'd like to buy? Um, bizarrely enough, I would look over at the Blue Boys. Um, I think they're, they've taken uh, Keane from Juventus um, it sounds like he's a, an exciting talent alright he's not proven um, but he's the kind of player that you think would while not expecting to start perhaps every game um, he could come in and, and certainly do a job I think um, Brewster is I suppose a similar kind of player to, or a similar kind of prospect but Brewster's a couple of years behind where Keane should be uh, Keane's an Italian um, international isn't he and you think that could have been a, a really good sign, and just to have as a just to throw on, you know, give a couple of games like you, you know, well, Norwich first game, or you know, a couple of games at home when Mane, like you say, Mane needs a rest and and Salaf, uh, needs a bit of a break, and yeah, he might have been he might have been the one. Um, although I'd perhaps hold back on that if uh, if Spurs get um, Dybala, then yeah, maybe maybe that would be my uh, my first choice um, attempt at a signing. But yeah, either one of them two. Um, they would be, uh, they'd be where I'd, I'd wished we'd um, we'd signed, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, it will be an interesting season, and yeah, I can only hope you do worse than last season. Really, it was a very good season. You're all excitable, and um, yeah, it was, it was horrible, really. So uh, <laughs> yeah, let, let's hope that uh, that's not how it goes this season. Well. Um, <laughs> But yes, uh, thanks there again. Thanks all for listening. Um, please give us feedback on uh, this bumper preview pod or, or any other feedback. If you want to ask questions to the barmaid, you can get in touch with us via uh, Twitter or Facebook at Pint2. Um, yeah, yeah, please give us thoughts and uh, reviews and uh, please subscribe. And uh, yeah, review on uh, App, or, or, uh, Apple or wherever you get your podcasts would be great as well. Always good to get your feedback. Um, Gareth, the uh, Premiership is upon us. We're nearly there. We're nearly there, Jono. Nearly there. Friday night, eh? When it starts right, with a, uh, well, <laughs> when it starts with the whimper and they'll nail against Norwich, then uh, we'll all come crying back. But now, hopefully, hopefully, it starts with a bang. Yeah, no, come on, Norwich. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> all right. All right. Thanks very Catch much. Catch you later.